Hey everyone, today is Thursday the 27th of February 2020. This is The Gap, episode 505. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guroy is here, and um, boy do I have some exciting news for you, Job. Tell me. Last, last night, I tried one of these brand new KFC burgers, uh... but the actual burger is a donut. <sighs> and I'm... I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm still here. I'm... I... Two things. Two things. First of all, I am gutted that you are not eating one right now mm. on the podcast. And second of all, I am unbelievably jealous. How did it, like, how did it taste? So, so it's two fucking donuts and a giant bit of chicken shammed in the fucking middle, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a, a fried chicken in the middle with literally... Two donuts on either like two end. Two Krispy like, Kreme donuts. <laughs> yeah, that is it. Like the original glaze. Yeah, yeah, like oh, the soft sort of gla- glazed uh, donuts. And then just a, a piece of chicken in the middle. It's like a, a boneless chicken. Um, there's nothing, there's no like sauce or anything. The, the sauce, I guess, is just like the the stuff that's on the donut um, itself. So donuts really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Ex- extremely uh, hard to sort of handle in terms of like how you're going to eat this thing because you're kind of just squeezing together a donut sandwich with chicken in the middle, and there's just like sticky syrup. Because <laughs> when you squeeze those glazed donuts, like when you push them in, right, the yeah. glaze is sort of hard, a little bit mm. of hard. Right, and like not only is it hard, right? So it cracks like uh, ice magic. Remember ice, yeah. ice magic, right? Cracks yeah. like ice magic, but then it also melts faster than anything alive because it's literally just sugar and water, right? So it just yeah. fucking melts. That would be quite the challenge. Oh, but on top of that, you've got this hot piece of chicken in the middle, yeah. so it's all melting off anyway. So you open up the box, oh, yeah. and it's just like clear white sort of. Sugar just melted everywhere. Chicken like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then you try to eat this thing and there's just, it's it's sticky. It's sticky all over the place. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in terms of the taste, it's pretty awesome because it's you get what you get. It's a donut with chicken. Yeah. Um, but it just makes sense, man- right? Why, yeah, right. Why is it taking humanity this long, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, on the other end of the scale, it's like, how do I operate this thing? Like you need a license to sort of figure out how to uh, how to handle it. That's the hard part. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, I rate it. it it's uh, it's my new favorite thing. I, I don't know if you've had like chicken and waffles before, but it's it's up there with that. Like you go to like a chicken waffle house, and you're like, this sounds like stupidest thing ever, and you have one, and then you're like, oh my goodness, this is why aren't these everywhere? <laughs> I went I went to Roscoe's chicken and waffles, which is the famous one. I went to the one that yeah. President Obama went to. Hmm. And honest to God, it might have been one of the fucking worst experiences of my life. That shit is disgusting. <laughs> I have made chicken and waffles, and it's fucking yeah. glorious. It's amazing. Like, my homemade chicken waffles, fantastic. The one you get at fucking Roscoe's, right? Hmm. It came out with these two fucking limp shit fucking waffles, right? That have barely been toasted. You know how, like, some fucking weird people want, like when they toast their bread they want it basically just 
oh uh, no i just really like the texture of stale bread or something right like but i don't want to take a risk with mold so i'll just toast it to the point where it's still white just a little yeah. bit crunchy and you're like that's fucking weird right so first of all waffles come out like that but waffles don't don't like just get a bit crunchy uh, when when you barely toast them, they just stay fucking floppy. They basically hmm. defrosted these fucking things and flop them on a fucking plate, right? Yeah, slightly put warmed. a lighter to them, and we're like, that's it, we're good. Yeah, like that's the not even a lighter, like a fucking heat lamp maybe. But uh, like then they brought out it was like a whole chicken chopped up and then like battered and fried right but it wasn't deboned or anything it was just fucking chicken and then it came mm. i got it with gravy and this gravy was seriously seriously the fucking color and texture of wet cement i didn't want to fucking i didn't want to put my fucking tongue in it because i don't know if you've ever handled wet cement before but that shit like burns i'm like oh what the fuck is going on there right and the, the longer it, i sat and the colder it got right the fucking worse it got, the the more cementy it got. More like concrete it became until it was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with this. I ate it because, hmm. of course. Uh, but like, I did not feel good after. I I felt right. really bad afterwards. And what I think had happened was that the the actual cement that I'd just eaten had formed a fucking plug in my guts. And it just sort of fucking plugged me up with chicken, half-cooked fucking <laughs> undercooked fucking waffles, and a bunch of fucking concrete. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I had syrup and stuff. But when I made it at home, I used I used yeah. a, um, I made a waffle cone, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was like a sweet waffle. It was properly made. And then I made my chicken, and I used the recipe that I, I stole from uh, um, Willie Mae's Scotch House, you know, Pepsi brine for 24 hours with hot sauce and Pepsi and then battered and triple battered and fried and then all put together and with some like hot sauce and uh, it was like a mayo that sort of looked like uh, like a garlic ale. It was fucking spectacular, but it was like, oh, and sriracha maple syrup was the, the kicker, but the sriracha was fucking way too hot. That was the only bad thing was that the sriracha was fucking whoa, uh, burnt your fucking tits off. But like the rest of it, like if you had it without the, if you had just ma- mm. regular maple syrup, we had that on the side. Fucking spectacular. One of the best things I've ever eaten. Like, yeah, chicken just goes with sweet things. It just makes sense, right? Yeah. Just don't yeah, go to uh, Roscoe's. Well, I went to the, that's the one I went to in uh, Anaheim and it right. was really good. You must have just had a bad batch. This is the one that President Obama went to. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? But yeah, that's the thing. They reached their peak. Yeah. And then they're like, we don't even have to try anymore. We're done. We're, we're good. We're, we're finished. Yeah. God damn it. We're good now. I yeah. was so dis- disillusioned with the idea. And I knew it couldn't be as bad as that experience had been. because. And so, yeah, mm. I just had to go and do it myself. But, uh, um, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, maybe one day it will reach, it'll reach your shores. The, uh, the, the chicken donut. Thing. You can buy Krispy Kreme. I could, I could probably fucking do this myself, right? Yeah. I think that's what, like, they are. I don't think they're making these donuts themselves. They're definitely getting them from somewhere. And they it's probably look, Krispy Kreme. They look like Krispy Kremes. First, first things first, I'm going to go on the KFC app, right? And I'm going to make sure it's not in the secret menu because what if it's in the secret menu? I could have it for lunch today <laughs> uh, in an hour and 20 minutes because we're running real late. Um, let's have a squiz. Come on. 
we're running really late, so let's wait while Joe looks at fucking the KFC app on his phone. Uh, okay, so... Secret menu, what do we got this week? The Zinger Chipster, uh, which is a twister with mm. uh, Zinger fillets and some chips inside of it. The Kentucky Snack Pack, uh, which I've had before, is pretty good. And the Triple Stacker, which I've had, is uh, three Zinger fillets uh, and then uh, a layer of cheese between each fillet. Supercharged sauce, uh, that's their spicy sauce. And then bacon. And uh, honest to God, it is, it's a heart attack in a fucking, in yeah. between two buns. That one's pretty rough. That one, I I had it. Actually, did I tell you last week I went to the doctor, my doctor Mad Max, and uh, and she said, like, they, I, I had a blood test and they got it back. And like, I'm like fucking the picture of health. I'm like fucking right. perfect health. And I, I thought for sure I was going to have bad <laughs> cholesterol. Like, if, if anything, right... If I was going to have anything, it's either diabetes or cholesterol <laughs> problems. And I've got nothing. Yeah. They're like fucking... Maybe they've switched good, your file with someone else. Yeah, but it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, how How do I not? I don't, I don't understand. They've, they've got like this 16-year-old sort of girl and she's like, well, you've got liver problems. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that, that one I was pretty worried about as well. But no, yeah. Yeah, she's... Wow! Wow! Wow, <laughs> Tiffany! You're you fucked! <laughs> For an 11 year old? <laughs> you have made some terrible choices. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's go. Um, anyway. So, uh. I'm very jelly, but I think I could probably make it at home. I think I'd just yeah, get the Zinger fillet, right? Uh, I I do a zinger, right? They don't do zinger over there, do they? Um, they don't do a lot over here. They they basically <laughs> just do like because I was looking at the menu and yeah. uh, it's kind of like chicken tenders, um, your regular sort of drumsticks, and like a burger with some sauce, like some sauce on it. I don't know. Uh, otherwise, like that's what they do. Whereas back home, it's like zinger burgers and. Twister, twister wraps and, and popcorn chicken yeah all this combo. all this stuff yeah mm, i don't know all right well uh, yeah i'm gonna do it with a zinger because uh it's obviously the superior fucking chicken yeah and uh yeah i'll, I'll report back because uh, yeah i just find some fucking donuts right yeah i think that's what you do maybe i could find some like maple bacon glazed donuts like fucking go to the next level i'll do like binging with babish you know how every time he sees something he's like oh yeah well you know you could make rum ham but it's fucking disgusting or you could do this where i've taken some rum and i've infused it with ham or something and i don't, I don't fucking know yeah what he does and then you start a pop-up store in the city oh yeah 100 percent. sell them yeah next to a kfc <laughs> like between a kfc and like a krispy Kreme, like just like perfect distance from both so i can run out and get more ingredients all the time hmm. just have someone running out the back and then feeding it through already in a box it's genius yeah. yep um yeah excellent okay uh video games there's a lot <laughs> there is a lot holy shit uh let's do call of duty modern warfare real quick 
Uh, <laughs> is this an update? A weekly update if it's still not out yet? <laughs> the new Call of Duty mode? <laughs> they still haven't done a fucking Battle Royale mode, inexplicably. I got another, I got a 10 gig update, uh, just like fucking yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday, patch Tuesday. It did nothing. It brings nothing to the table. Like, did they need 10 gigabytes just to fucking, what, change some fucking modes in that game? Like, what? What are they doing? Oh so my God. there, there was some stuff that came out. Um, there's, you know, that uh, that middle blanked out section that you can't get to. It says like classified. Um, behind that, it now says transmission incoming. So they've they changed that. So that's at least eight gig. So they that's are, specific. yeah, that's that's eight gig easy. So by this time, so they are actually going to launch on <laughs> the fifth of March. That is the yeah. fucking dumbest shit. It'll be next, uh, it's sounding like next, maybe next week or the 10th. There's That actually cuts. might have been 8 gigabytes, Luke. Here are the patch notes from Infinity Ward. Removes rank reset prompt screen after yesterday's update. Is this the fuck? This can't be correct. This must be something else, right? Is this, this was there a fucking quick fix afterwards? No, it fix- was about a 10 gig patch that dropped yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Removes rank reset prompt screen after update. Fixes for regiment invites. Fix for the quick fix perk not functioning as intended while used as a specialist perk. Fix for killstreaks still functioning in CDL playlists. That's it. Those are the patch notes. That's what 10 gigabytes bought you, motherfuckers. Remember when they did a fucking 100 gig update? They're like, but we've fixed it. Now we can do smaller updates. I, oh my God. What would this have done before? The, like, how big would this fucking update have been if this is a smaller version? Yeah. Holy shit. That's amazing. Somebody data mined the map um, with oh, yeah. the actual outlines of like where you won't be able to go. Um, so right. maybe that was in there. But uh. for the most part, there was... So the guy that's running the um, the modern Warzone Reddit thread was the one that was going around saying he had a source that... Uh, the reveal was going to happen yesterday on the right. 25th. Um, my favorite part about his, his actual source is that apparently this media event that was, there was a media event last week in LA for whatever they're not talking about. Sure. Um, and I've never heard of this happening in my life. I've been writing for about video games for a long time now. I'm sure you have as mm. well. You've mm. probably never heard of this, but this source, and this is how I knew it was a bit dodgy, said that everybody at the event was given the wrong release date so that they could try and stop leaks from happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So they were all, were they all given the same wrong release date? Mm, apparently, they w- some were given different release dates to each other. Like, I've never heard of that happening before because A, it's a fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard of and that's really hard to control. Like all of a sudden, could you imagine if you release content and you've forgotten people to update or or whatever, like you've got all these release dates that are out there and everybody's telling people different stuff like on a, a proper articles. It's a stupid way to go about it. That doesn't happen. What would happen. be the that's point of that preview? Story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they lied <clears throat> to us. <laughs> like... That, that would be the main takeaway, right? Like, okay, well, they actively lied to us. Um, so, 
I guess I just have to trust that the rest of the shit they told me isn't also a lie? That's fucking insane. Like, yeah. If, if it ever happened, it would be the fucking dumbest thing of all time. Uh, it would be such a fucking spectacular. Like, what? you don't even need that sort of spycraft. It's, it's three weeks. What the fuck does it matter? And everyone hmm. knows about the game anyway. <laughs> you yeah. fucking... You haven't fucking guarded anything except for pissing, pissing away a bunch of hype. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Oh um, so, God. like, as soon as I read that, I was pretty sure that whoever this person was talking to was not an inside source or yeah, whatever. Because that is that is I've never heard of that happening at all, and it sounds like the Unless stupidest the thing. Unless the source was told that they were mm. going to lie, and that was the lie, and now the source has been found out. Ah, oh, there you go. Now we know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, PAX starts tomorrow. Uh, we know Activision is going to be there with some Call of Duty stuff, whether or not they do something there, possibly. Mm. Um, otherwise, the next two Tuesdays will be the 3rd and the 10th. Uh, and according to that VGC article, that was saying early early March. So, possibly the next two weeks. We'll find out. Find out soon. So dumb. <laughs> and yet we're still here talking about it. Well, that's not what... We played some Modern Warfare. Uh, right, yeah. You, you're playing, you're going to play Ground War, right? Well, that's that was the idea. So every Tuesday, Frisco organized this thing. Jump on our Discord. And uh, every Tuesday at 8pm at AEDT, um, aka Australian Eastern Real Time. And uh, we're playing like Battlefield Five. But uh, this week, at fucking 8pm, as if they did it on purpose, uh, EA decided they needed to take the fucking servers down uh, for Battlefield, so um, we couldn't play Battlefield 5. We just got fucking booted. We were, like, ripping shit up on on one of the maps, and they just fucking booted us straight up, Hmm. and... uh, So we're like, oh, right, well, what are we going to play? What what else... What do we all have? And uh, we landed on Call of Duty... And, uh, it was, uh, yeah, like first, first of all, we had a fucking hell of a time trying to get into a game of, uh, ground war. Like it took fucking ages and it kept matchmaking us into higher brackets. It just couldn't find one. It's as if like there isn't, there aren't enough players. Like how many, how few players are playing fucking Call of Duty? That's fucking weird to me because there's crossplay, right? Like. That, that's pretty weird. So, first of all, there was that. And then um, we jumped in. We played one round of Infected. Uh, Nate got... What's was, Infected? Infected I've is... I've not played it. So, uh, you got a bunch of people in, like, all in the, in the server. And after a 15-second countdown, one person becomes infected. And they have to go kill everyone else. And when they kill them, those people respawn as infected. Oh, Do they have weapons or is it all melee? Uh Nate had a weapon for some reason, but every time I've played it, you've always you're always only melee. Maybe um, it's the first person has a weapon. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's I actually play a game like pretty much the same game on. Uh, hmm. It's called Zombie Mode on Crunker.io uh, as one of the custom games, and it is infinitely better in Crunker. Like infinitely, they've got all these custom maps where people like have full blown done like zombies style stuff like you've got a you earn points for killing the the infected players 
and then you've got to spend those points to unlock new gates to move on to the next area and you can like eventually finish uh and we like the the non-zombie players can actually finish and win the map by getting to a point where they escape the uh, zombies long enough but they have to be killing zombies constantly they can't like hide in one spot or anything like that because uh, the zombies just won't go see them uh, so yeah it's, it's infinitely better in Krunker but anyway um, and Krunker doesn't crash my computer every time I try to exit it Krunker is a better game than Call of Duty generally um, uh, anyway so that's the other thing Call of Duty has like has been taking down my entire fucking PC every single time I try to exit it now. It just goes to a black screen and will not allow any input. And the weird thing is, I can, like, I was in Discord at the time and I could still hear everyone in Discord and I could, they could hear me. Like, I just couldn't do anything with my keyboard or mouse. So that's, that's fantastic. That's, that's a good well, What if you try and, like, all control delete and just end task from before you actually quit the game? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do it that way from now on, just to get out of like. But uh, when it restarts, mm. you know, uh, it, it updates the playlist, and then it's like, oh, it needs to restart to do this. Th- right. That takes it down as well. So uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, we tried a new computer. <laughs> it's just a really well-made game. You can tell because it took ten gigs to update. Uh, some sort of fucking CDL playlist or some shit. Uh, anyway, so there was that. And then um, Nate didn't enjoy Infected at all because everyone just camped in one spot and didn't do anything and then just shot uh, him the moment. And everyone's got claymores and yeah, it was fucking lame. Um, so we moved on and I tried to tee up a game of Search and Destroy and Domination. Uh, mm. In quick play, you just untick everything you don't want to play, you and, then you, yeah. and you tick the two. And so yeah, search and destroy and domination. Thought that'd be good for the, the three three of us. It was me, Frisco, and uh, Nate. Uh, so did that and got put into a team deathmatch game. Even though it wasn't in the list, I went and checked, and it wasn't in the list. Frisco was giving me shit about unticking TDM. I had unticked it. It wasn't there. Uh, it was just Call of Duty's fucking. Just up, up to their old tricks, I guess. Anyway, so eventually, after that, uh, we went and just did private games of gun game on the smallest maps we could do with just the three of us. But we yeah. had our own set of rules. Uh, it was it was realism mode, so uh, you didn't have a HUD, and you weren't allowed to ADS, and you you weren't allowed to kill someone if you hadn't like if you weren't moving. So it was like goofy as fuck right like we're literally just jumping around the map jumping off tall things and shooting each other on the way down and like doing our best uh like no scope everything um and it got really rough on a couple of like the sniper rifles and uh my my key takeaway of the the game event was uh frisco three three twice twice on one weapon and then a, a second time on the next weapon but three times he uh knife stabbed me which rot like take like lowers your level it doesn't oh, rob nice. your level it just yeah. lowers your level but three times i managed to finally get off the car 98 uh a bolt action fucking rifle that is unbelievably difficult to get kills with uh from firing from the hip while jumping uh yeah. i finally get off it that's and a new, is that a new weapon fuck- i feel like they only just put that in recently 
I'm not sure. And I got no idea. But uh, then he stabbed me and I got put back on the fucking car and I was literally going to fucking murder him. It was driving me bananas. Uh, but then, um, yeah, that was it. We, each of us uh, won a round. I won the, the only round I won. Uh, we ran out of time on, <laughs> which is a bit devastating. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we had fun in that mode, but we literally made our own fun and uh yeah like i don't know it's just weird it's just weird that you couldn't get any games yeah it's weird that we couldn't get any games it was peak time too uh and then we went back um and played uh battlefield 5 and battlefield 5 is a lot of fun once i get over the initial hump of i can't fucking work out like when I'm supposed to, like, you know, the muscle memory, like, they changed all the fucking time to kill, so my muscle yeah. memory on when I should stop firing doesn't work, yeah. and that's very important when you're trying to kill more than one person, right? Yeah. And once I get over the initial hump of trying to work out how long I should shoot my guns for, I have a lot of fun, because I can actually fucking kill some people. Um, but yeah, we were just fucking, the, the, like, I think the only real thing that ticks me off, the, they've got the bang stick. Uh, it's like a, I don't know what it's actually called, some sort of fucking like an anti-tank grenade. Yeah, it's on a big long stick, and you run up and you fucking stab it into a tank, and two of them will take down any tank, I believe. Uh, but the staghound drives faster in reverse than you can run charging with the fucking bang stick, which is just fucking. I think that's just dumb. Like it should be not faster. Like I understand that it's a tank and it's technically a four-wheel tank. Uh, but it's uh, it's still driving in reverse, and uh, it should still have all that armor. And I'm a sprinting dude holding a fucking stick. Like, I would hope I could fucking outrun a giant tank uh, driving in reverse. Uh, I just not throw it. Yeah, well that that'd be good too. But um, yeah, so that's the only thing that ticked me off. But the rest of the time we had a, a fucking ball uh, killer time. It was fantastic. Uh, you got the like. You can basically now, as an assault squad, uh, we were a squad, I think, five out of the six games. Um, But yeah, um, as an assault squad, you can now take down vehicles all over the fucking map with just straight up impunity. Like, with the bang stick uh, and the Fliegerfaust, if they've uh, they've got fucking planes. Yeah, like three people with a Fliegerfaust and a fucking bang stick everything dies everything fucking dies it's just fucking it's over right it's good night irene that shit's fucking blowing up um so yeah that's a that's a really good fucking fun time uh, i had a lot of fun with that um uh, but yeah uh and that was battlefield but yeah jump in uh, at 8 p.m aedt on tuesday nights and play some uh, battlefield with us uh it is good fun like you will you're guaranteed a squad as long as Nate is squad leader, first of all. And uh, second of all, if they take the servers down, I'm going to make everyone play Kronka because it's free. And I love that game. And because Frisco doesn't have Rainbow Six. Like a dork. Anyway, yeah. uh, it's good stuff. Nice. That's it. Um, I've been playing some more some more Dreams. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, I jumped in and uh, checked out a couple of like... I think it's just called like channel surfing. You kind of just fire it up and whatever comes across, you sort of just jump in and play. Um, That stuff is still really good. We talked about last week. Dreams is like this collection of 
uh, games uh, like a sweet creation that people can make their own games or, or play other people's games you kind of pick what what you want to do uh, but i also jumped into the creation side as well and uh checked out like what they've got set up in order to teach people how to make games and it's really extensive there's a lot going on there um i don't know if you had a chance to look at it yet but there are like dozens and dozens and dozens of different tutorials starting from really basic things of this is how you operate the camera and move around um and sort of each side sorry inside each individual tutorial is you operating in the game um but also this like picture in picture mode with a with a like a video on the side that shows you what they're doing and someone narrating to you like this is what you need to do to get past this tutorial um and sort of like the picture in picture stuff you can move around so make it bigger rewind fast forward like all that really handy stuff um so if you you feel like you're going too quick for it you can just press the button and skip forward 10 seconds or you know fast forward it go back rewind if you're not sure what they're talking about maybe you're a bit stuck so that stuff is done really well and uh and it's it's things like all right this is how you operate the camera and it goes on for like three or four minutes and then it takes you the next step and it's sometimes it's like four or five different videos that shows you how to get through this actual section um and then you move on to the next tutorial and now it's like all right using the camera but manipulating objects within the environment and then it shows you how to do all that sort of sort of stuff and then talks about like cloning objects and you end up just down this giant rabbit hole of like here is how you operate the camera um and that's just kind of like one section and then there's like the next bit where you start looking at uh creating art creating music sculpting programming animation like there's just this huge list of different sort of subsets of stuff that you can learn about and each one is like this is a beginner tutorial this is a intermediate and advanced um and there's just a lot of resources there that you can kind of dive into to look at how to make this stuff there's just so much going on um so i think that is really fascinating that they've really spent the time to like gone all the way in yeah yeah it's not just like here is the tool here's some basic stuff of how to do it like they've gone in there to like teach you how to use this stuff uh, at a really deep level of you know having the video there <laughs> you know showing you how to do it um so yeah that that is really impressive and it kind of understandable like why we're seeing such really interesting things coming out of that game because of how deep they've gone and they, they've obviously been running this um sort of like open beta closed beta as well for the last couple of uh or you know maybe even a year now so they've had a lot of feedback uh in terms of how to sort of handle this stuff um and, and then on top of that just experience from their past games like the little big planet stuff yeah. um you know they, they've got this sort of dna in these games so they kind of know how to teach people and what people want uh so yeah it's just really impressive to see how deep they've gone in this stuff and um i'm gonna keep checking it out just every once in a while i'll go back and i'll get to a point where i'm like i, f- I kind of feel comfortable that i can jump in and do something because i do want to try and make something because um, yeah. i think it'd just be really interesting to just to just do something like that um 
but otherwise like I've, I'm still seeing really interesting stuff come out of just like YouTube and people creating just weird games even just uh, like the the cloning of games that we've got I saw the the guy that made uh, Death Stranding <laughs> he's like carrying boxes around and uh, <laughs> just it looks so silly but yeah just the, the, the crazy stuff people are coming up with by taking uh existing ideas and sort of creating it in this other engine is, is super fascinating uh, and i i want to kind of see where it all goes in terms of like ips and trademarks and at what stage does sony start stepping in and yeah. start stopping a lot of this stuff because <laughs> some of the interesting stuff that you're seeing is direct clones of other games like the sonic stuff and the people creating spider-man and um you know the mario levels and what you know what uh what is in the background to stop people from doing this like is there going to be a point where they start curating this content and yeah. cracking down on it and if they do start doing that I think that's going to start being a bit of a problem because um, people will begin to lose interest. They're putting tons and tons of hours into creating this stuff and uh, they may end up sort of shooting themselves in the foot with it. Um, so, it, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get around that, that sort of thing, but hopefully yeah. they can't... Uh, hopefully they don't bow down too much to other people. So the publishers stepping in and, and trying to stop them from doing it because it, it's some it's really impressive some of the stuff people are making in there it's it's a lot of fun yeah anyway um, did you get a chance to check out any of that side yet no nah, man no I haven't looked at all one thing I was wondering is how or whether or not dreams would be like how it would change if you could do stuff with a mouse and keyboard yeah you know, how yeah. would that fucking alter the playing field for creation in that because uh i know you can use the fucking did you find your fucking wavy no. ones what the fuck they're called the move controllers no yeah like i know you can use that and i assume that's probably a lot easier for a lot of uh art type things than trying to do it on a fucking controller but mm. yeah otherwise I, I don't know man like i think i think it'd be fucking tricky i feel like it'd be tricky uh, trickier on a controller than with a mouse and keyboard. I just I think you know that'd be an interesting one. You can plug a PlayStation, uh, sorry, a mouse and keyboard into a PlayStation most of the time, right? Like, yeah, I I, I guess you could use the Zen Zim uh, connector, but I know some fucking some games just allow you to use mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I want I want to. Yeah, I'd be very interested to see if that changed the landscape. Um, but no, I haven't checked it out. I do, I, yeah. Like like I said last week, I'd love to have a squiz, but I'm fucking under the yeah. pump at the moment. It's not gonna happen. Like I spent a bit of time just on that uh, sort of how to operate the camera stuff, and it took a bit of time <laughs> to get through. Uh, each sort of video can be between like three or four minutes, yeah. and then there's like a chain of them where you got to do a bunch. And it's like, oh, you completed this this uh, sort of tutorial now. On to the next one. Uh, so you can spend like a good hour just learning about one really simple sort of thing, but it seems like you need it because it, it does teach you a lot. Um, it seems pretty basic when you look at it. Like I know how to move the camera around, but really intricate stuff like being able to strafe the camera and uh, 
rotating around objects while still like keeping the object centered uh, and finite mu movements on objects to sort of um, you know place them in a really good spot and how to tilt them and there's just a lot you, once you start diving into it you realize how deep it is and that's why they've got all this stuff lined up for you to learn um, yeah so yeah it's, it's really cool yeah I want to keep uh, keep checking it out it's nice. it's review, reviewed really well that game it's, yeah it has. yeah <laughs> it's extremely high I mean we were saying it last week I don't know what how you would review it really like mm. it's such a fucking challenge there's so it's so hard to fucking like I guess put a number to the idea right I don't know yeah <clears throat> um, and uh, the other thing I've been checking out just quickly wanted to mention is the Division 2 very oh, yeah. briefly right. started playing this with my wife um, who wanted to play a a, a shooter as opposed yep. to like a I don't know anything else we usually play like a MMR um, one thing that was really impressive that they've got a lot of accessibility options in the game um, and I think it's something like Ubisoft doesn't get a lot of credit for is that when they make like PC versions of games, they they're always go really deep on being able to change uh, a lot of settings in there from like graphical settings to um, keyboard settings and accessibility stuff. Uh, there, there are a lot of games you kind of jump in there and a lot of these options you can't tweak. <laughs> like I was playing what was it i think it was journey to the savage planet i talked about yeah. uh we both talked about it a couple weeks back and like not being able to turn off the music like really basic stuff like that right yeah. uh, i think ubisoft does a good job in all of their games of making sure people can do that stuff um and one of the settings in there is uh left-handed keyboard layout um, right and it's just like a toggle you can just press it and it switches all your keys around because she's left-handed um and so rather than going through and having to Did you manually, know that before you married her or? No, this is, I only found this out like two weeks ago. Got it. <laughs> She's evil. Yeah. So, um, uh. yeah, rather than going in there and actually trying to remap all these buttons, it, you just click the thing and off it goes. It just remaps everything for you, like sort of reverses um, all the keyboard layer for, for another player. Like I've seen, we've played other games where it just doesn't do that. Um, and then yeah. she's have to like use the arrow keys or something like that um, to try and move around. And at that stage, I was like, you can't use arrow keys on on this particular game. It's going to be too hard. There's too many things going on. Um, so being able to just click a button mm. and automatically save yourself like a bunch of time, like 10, 15 minutes, um, or even just having that in there. So some games don't let you customize your keys. Mm. <laughs> then that's a problem. Um, so that, yeah... I thought that was really, really handy. And I don't think they get enough credit for having a lot of the stuff in that they do. Even just things like I changed this. I like, I put subtitles on and changed the size of the subtitles. Yeah, that's awesome. Just, just because like, I like, I know for you, your wife uh, has trouble reading subtitles sometimes and having that option in there. Yeah. For, for yeah, people that have trouble reading things that are at a certain um, size. We've yeah. seen games come out in the past where, they've patched the game to make the subtitles bigger because they put subtitles in and they're too small. They, like the they were too these... small for every, like for people with spectacular vision to read type shit. Yeah. Remember, remember like the fucking start of this generation when games are coming out and it was like, they'd scaled up to 
to like HD and forgotten to do anything about the subtitles, so everything yeah. is like fucking six fucking because everyone's running on four K. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I don't know what the fuck that said, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like I walked past at one stage and was like, "What the? F- what is that?" And like this giant text on the screen. I'm like, "I've made that way too big." <laughs> um, nice. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're currently working our way through that. Um, cool. She's pretty. It's, it's cool that they've gone so deep into making it so customizable and like so user friendly. It's yeah. just too bad that the game is dog shit. <laughs> the game's great. You're the only one who hasn't liked it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool running around and doing the same thing over and over and over again. Why do you guys? Why do? If Destiny had fucking user interface settings, you'd be like, fucking love me some Destiny, baby. I uninstalled Destiny. Remember I played it recently? I uninstalled it. I was like, this is terrible. I don't know what's going on. Um, same. The there's same. a part in the Division 2 really early on, the first mission where you're in this uh, like hotel building and you walk past and there's a dog behind a cage. She was very distraught about this dog being oh. behind this cage. Uh, oh, but boy. I set it free. Oh, you set it free? Yes. Because... She'd seen some of the things we do in games. Remember that time when we just went and murdered every fucking deer uh, that existed in? Oh Division no, the dog's 1? dead. Oh, oh, you said it. F- oh, you said it free. Oh, you said it free in the sort of uh, the existential sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. At least it's not upset about being behind a cage anymore. No. Yeah. I think I actually clipped that. I should put it somewhere. <laughs> Just send it to your wife every fucking, like, every 15 minutes or something. Like, re-upload it to YouTube so it's got a different fucking link so it doesn't look like it's the same one. Ah, like I used to do to you. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly like that. Right. Yeah, I don't know why I have to explain it to you. Uh, Anyway. Cool. Just want to mention that quickly. Yeah, cool. Um. Anyway, what else do we have here? You've got a bunch of games that I have never heard of before. Uh, yeah, Doom Eternal. No, that makes sense. I don't know why you'd have heard. No, uh, <laughs> let's do Betrayal Legacy first. Still playing Betrayal Legacy. Uh, it's the board game I've, uh, I've been playing for ages. Um, we are three hours from midnight now, I believe, uh, which means we're very close to the end of the season. Uh, it is... Honestly, it might be my favorite board game. It is fucking amazing. Like, if uh, if you've ever played Betrayal, like, Betrayal uh, House on Haunted Hill is the original, um, and it's basically House on Haunted Hill. It's, it's a horror game. You roll through it, and um, you uncover more and more of this house as you go. you got your character, and as you're going through, you know, you're finding items and objects and, uh, you know, uncovering events and things happen, and... Uh, it's it's very like cool in that sense, and then um, eventually, what happens is, is the haunt begins because the house is haunted. And uh, usually, not every time, but usually, that means that one player, also usually, uh, usually the haunt revealer, uh, will basically become a traitor they'll they'll betray everyone and that it'll be their job to uh to hurt everyone else and the rules that the betrayer plays by the traitor plays by are different to the rules that the 
um, the survivors play by, and every single time you get a new haunt, it's a different, it's a different like rule set. They've got different goals and objectives and uh, monsters that they control and stuff like that. And uh, so that's you know it's it's a it's a really interesting game that never feels very much the same twice. Uh, and yeah, Betrayal Legacy basically takes that formula. There was uh, there was a expansion pack for House on Haunted Hill um, that I didn't play. And there was Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, which is a D&D mashup uh, that I've heard is, was, before Legacy came out, was the better version um, because it fixed a bunch of like little things that people didn't like about the original. Betrayal Legacy fixes those things as well. Plus, it's got it's a Legacy game. We used to play Risk Legacy. You do all these things to change the fucking board. We, in our latest game... We uncovered a whole bunch of new characters. Uh, so, uh, because at, at the end of our last game, something happened, and um, yeah, we uncovered all this new shit. And like the the like the house itself has changed into a different format. We've leapt forward a bunch of years, and all this kind of shit has gone down. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a really cool fucking game uh, that I I don't know I. I Honestly, every time I play it, I then spend, like, uh, a good hour or so afterwards looking up fucking new legacy games. Hmm. So I, I, I find the, the concept itself to be so fucking, like, brilliant. Like, I, I feel so much more invested in what's happening in the board game. Uh, I know it has an end state, so it's not like, you know, we are, we're playing it, we're playing it more because we want to like achieve something we want to get somewhere stuff like that like yeah it's just a it's a fantastic game so uh right yeah just uh throwing that one out there and then um on the subject of horror games and sort of on the subject of board games although this one is obvious it's, it's not obviously but this one is a pc game world of horror uh f- plays like a board game it reminds me a lot of board games actually uh, just the way it plays out feels like you are going through and sort of it feels like something that that could play by you pulling cards from a deck right and so world of horror is uh a, a mashup of i think junji ito uh horror and uh and uh lovecraftian uh cthulhu mythos horror type things that um but it's it's displayed in this like one bit or two bit style so uh the you know black and white of um what was that curse of the obra dim yeah um that sort of thing uh it's it's played out on a like on a screen on your screen like two layers deep in that sense uh you can zoom it all the way in but it doesn't really scale up that well so better off scaled down and you play a person investigating a bunch of mysteries and uh basically yeah you just uh it's sort of set in this japanese village uh or japanese town uh and you move from area to area you select a new area and you investigate it and uh the game will tell you which area you should investigate next um but you don't have to go there the reason you probably want to is because 
there are a bunch of systems in place that cost you. So you've got two, like two health pools. You've got stamina and like sanity. I can't remember what it's actually called, but sanity. And uh, if either of them reaches zero, you die, um, or your game is over at least. Uh, and you've also got this uh, this uh, pool called Doom. And when Doom reaches a hundred percent, the world ends. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I always died before it managed to get there, uh, but I've come very close. Uh, and I'm talking to my brother, who's the one who recommended it to me. Uh, he reckons. He reckons he's never even come close, which is fucking insane to me because, good lord, I... That's my... The reason... My big problem with World of Horror is that it it's very heavily RNG-based. There is a lot of uh, randomness in, involved in what's going on in the game, and uh, you can you can get fucking hard-dicked by RNG as a result. And I apparently had a spectacularly unlucky streak... Mm. Um, because yeah, I, I went on a run where like, I, I flipped like fucking, I needed to flip heads and I flipped tails like six times in a fucking row. Um, which obviously isn't astronomical odds. Uh, what makes it out of control is that, uh, the reason I only had six flips instead of significantly more is because I was spending... So the, you, you go into combat scenarios and you fight these sort of monstery things. And I guess the, the first one you'll fight is uh, the Scissor Girl, I think. I think that's her name, but she's she's got Edward she Scissor Lady. Yeah, she's Scissors, <laughs> and she wants to cut your fucking face open. And uh, she's... I found her fucking spectacularly easy to, to defeat. Uh, but... It's sort of like, this is the tutorial mission. It's sort of teaching you everything you need to know about, you know, making sure you do the investigation, investigate, like, the the way the game is supposed to work and, like, look into everything you can and, you know, every area, uh, make sure you, you leave no stone unturned type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so when you fight her, you've got this action bar that you fill up and then you, you press action. And say, say it's 100 points of action bar right and uh maybe an attack costs 35 points so you can do attack uh, sorry a strong attack costs 35 points you can do strong attack strong attack and then a, a, a short attack might be like 25 and so you do sh- strong attacks bang 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 right but if you want to make sure you hit you need to uh prepare so that costs like 20 points. And so you do 20 points plus a strong attack plus a, a short attack, right? Uh, and that equals up to, what, 20, 55, uh, 80. And you could prepare again, uh, but there's not really any need. Uh, but you do, you've got 20 points left over. So maybe instead what you do is you dodge. Right at the mm. end, you dodge. And that gives you an 80% chance to dodge the next attack right so you spend 20 points on that and that's your 100 and you press play and then that's it right off you go uh you will do your attack you prepared your strong attack so you're guaranteed to hit that uh what happened right i hit my strong attack and then i it was a 50 50 chance on whether or not i'd hit the short attack and i missed it and then i i 
had an 80% chance to dodge, and three times in a row, I failed to dodge, uh, while also failing to actually hit, uh, which meant that instead of killing an enemy that should be, this was not the scissor girl, this was another enemy, uh, mm. but instead of killing them, I just fucking died, uh, in, in a scenario that sh it shouldn't, it shouldn't have gone down like that, right? Like, yeah, if it's the fucking XCOM situation of, you know, 95% to hit, and you're standing there with a shotgun up some cunt's ass, and you're yeah. like, roll, and then he fucking whiffs it, and you're like, that doesn't, like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. It happens sense. three times straight. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, well, just, like, I just <clears throat> fuck me, I guess. Like, good lord. Uh, and it just, yeah, it's just such an unsatisfying way to fucking get to the end of an adventure and it's it reminds me a lot of underlords something I, I wrote about extensively in underlords um my review on GameSpot, which might be live by the time this goes up i have no idea i don't know i'll have sent it at least uh you'll definitely be able to read it by the weekend but um yeah uh something that uh i wrote about is is the idea of bad rng this idea of like whenever you cannot manage rng right whenever it's it's not something you can account for that is when rng becomes bad mm -hmm. right in my opinion i mean some people fucking some people love it some people are fucking in for the thrill some people are like fucking rolling the the dice at craps and shit right like they're there right but there, there's a reason that uh, the most popular variant of poker is Texas Hold'em. And that's because you can, you know, well, poker is at the end of the day a game of fucking random chance, ultimately, but you can manage those odds hmm. very well. Good players manage those odds, right? And a lot of the other variants of poker, you can't manage the odds anywhere near as well, which is why Texas Hold'em is the fucking, is the king of pokers. That's my problem with world of horror is that i felt what what was happening was i felt i was managing my odds as best i could mm -hmm. and i was still fucking failing miserably and i like i actually went through uh like the game with my brother um to see if i did anything wrong or anything differently and i didn't like not only did i i randomly got deep dicked by bad roles but i was also like running into negative encounters more often uh mm. than than he did uh like because every time you go to an uh, an area and you investigate there's a percentage chance that you will have something bad happen or have something really bad happen right like it's a it's a game called world of horror you're not gonna have a fucking top-notch time right it's supposed to be somewhat fucking imposing yeah. right but yeah the difference like you are actually you feel relieved when just something bad happens right uh and yeah like according uh, according to our conversation my uh i just had a fucking i was getting a lot of really bad happening as opposed to just bad happening and so i even when I got into a situ in the combat situation, I was already in a worse off state. I'd already taken a lot more damage to my two fucking bars, and I had way more doom. Uh, so I was just, yeah, I was just put in a precarious position. And even then, having fucking, like, barely fucking played the game, 
I was still, from as far as he could tell, playing correctly. You know, yeah. and that that just feels bad. You know, that that's one of those things where. I don't know what they do to change it necessarily. I mean, as always, I guess, you know, in the in the Underlords review, I talk about waiting, uh, waiting of RNG. Um, I don't know if that's something that they would want to do in a game, uh, a horror game necessarily. Yeah. But horror only works if they're, like, the possibility of, uh, like... A, qualified success is is there you know like people become despondent if they figure they can't fucking win right like that's that's not horror anymore you need hope hope is necessary for horror to fucking exist otherwise it once hope disappears it, it's no longer horrifying it's just inevitability and that doesn't work for games it might work for i don't know terrifying psycho creatures but fingers crossed i haven't met any so it's not really something i've had to fucking contemplate all that much anyway so that that was a bummer but apparently yeah it was just rg uh some yeah like i said some people don't have that big a problem with that sort of style of game and as far as i can tell a lot of people are really liking world of horror uh it literally could just be a case of i got like world-class unlucky and yeah i just don't want to go back in and find out right like how many times do i have to be world-class unlucky it's not like i only played through it once i played through it three times and got fucking cocked up like every single fucking time i just i don't know like yeah it's crazy anyway and so like like i said great use of the artwork great like really good writing Hmm. uh very interesting gameplay just dicked by rng yeah right yep yeah yeah i've seen it floating around on like uh steam i think i got some emails about it screenshots uh as soon yeah. as you said like return of the Oberdin, immediately right. you know what yeah. you're talking about so yeah, very yeah. similar like old school um like classic black and white pixel art sort of stuff going for it yeah all right um what is quantum league quantum league was a game that hit open no like closed beta a closed beta weekend i believe uh over the over the weekend okay is it closed beta weekend i don't know well maybe it's just open beta oh no it's open beta uh i just don't know if it was a weekend long or not anyway that's great it's a great open anyway quantum league is a game that <laughs> hit open beta on the weekend uh it's a shooter and it is, uh, I only played it 1v1. I think there's a 2v2 mode, but I never fucking got into a game of it. Uh, so from my perspective, it is a 1v1 game where you play three versions of yourself. So it uses a temporal paradox to give you the opportunity to play through the same, I think it's 18 seconds, mm-hmm. uh, 18 second period, three times in a row. So you've got three different lives. Your first life runs out, does something, ideally shoots the other person. And then your second life runs out, does something else. And then your third life runs out and does something else. Uh, And depending on the mode, there's either capture the point mode uh, or there is uh, like a fragging mode, like just sort of you've got to kill more of them than they do of you mode, like a deathmatch mode type thing. 
Um, depending on the mode, uh, yeah, you will, uh, like, your definition of success changes, but uh, basically, that's it, right? Like, three versions, you control all three, and all three of them exist and interact in real time. There's friendly fire on yourself. You can, I did, shoot yourself in the back of the head. Uh, it is devastating for your chances. I, except for one time where I did it on purpose, um, which I felt really fucking smart about. Uh, I, so you run out. My first guy runs out. Uh, he gets, I had to capture the circle in the center. I shoot the other guy. I run into the uh, circle in the center, and then I, what I was doing was, let's say I'm going south to north. I was making sure I was sticking to the southern side of the um, southern side of the capture area, right? Mm. And then shooting into the northern side. And then on the second one, uh, my second life, my guy runs in. The second guy like this my second second enemy second enemy shoots the first guy my first guy right immediately targets him uh immediately targets him which means that his first guy never dies right and then runs into the circle in the center right and then i my third guy i run up shoot his second guy immediately before he can shoot my first guy uh, uh, I'm ha like I'm fucking I'm having an aneurysm trying to work out how to fucking phrase this. So now there's a guy in the middle. <laughs> my third guy shoots the fucking his second guy, uh, which means my first guy shoots his first guy. Uh, which means my second guy. So my second guy then had to shoot his first guy because while he was dead, while yeah. you're dead. You can still move around and act, right? Uh, but if you're like dead, like, uh, and once you're like, once your temporal paradox is created and the mm. person who killed you is killed, then you return and you complete those actions. So my yeah. second guy shot the second guy too late, uh, to, and the, and the enemy's first guy came into the circle and actually successfully uh like capture the circle and so i shot him and then when i shot when my third guy shot the fucking second guy which meant his first guy was still dead uh my second guy ended up murdering my first guy because he was trying to shoot, like, because he shot into the southern half of the fucking yeah. circle. And you so he actually <laughs> wound up doing doing him in. Uh, and so what I did, so neither of us captured the circle as a result. And so what I did on the next one was I waited until late enough uh, to not create a, another temporal paradox. And I shot my first guy... Instead of doing anything else, I shot my first guy so that my second guy wouldn't get shot. He would still be able to complete his actions. And right at the end, he captured the circle and I won the round. Right? 
But that's basically every fucking round. It goes something like that, right? In the deathmatch one, you uh, capture... Uh, sorry, you, you shoot a dude. And in, mm. the, in the second round, that dude shoots your second dude. And so there's, there's also, like, health pickups around the map. They don't... It, like, they're used. And then, like, that's it for them, right? Uh, so if you can grab a health kit then you can come back into the game. Even if you're temporarily dead, uh, yeah. You that health will bring you straight back to full, which is, yeah, a little bit of an extra thing. So I, my first guy gets killed by his first guy, but I run over a health thing and I'm back in, so I shoot his first guy, right? The first thing his second guy does is not attack me, not attack my first guy. He runs over and he grabs that health kit right because it still exists in the first five seconds of this round so he runs over and steals the health and then that means my first guy can't come back via that health anymore so what i have to do now is kill two people and i know i had to kill two people because i didn't get to the health in time and then that sort of changes how you think about the layout of the of the game yeah you, you gotta manage not just your health but their health and their temporality and that sort of stuff uh it felt like ultimately like very interesting concept but it doesn't feel like it has much in the way of legs right it yeah. feels like it's like once you get your head around like obviously i'm not an expert because i am struggling to explain it uh in audio form right i, I don't think it's it's very easy to understand when you see it from a visual perspective mm. uh but yeah like it's it's easy and yeah once once you get it and once you play it and once you do these things yeah it doesn't seem all that interesting the i don't think the map layout's very interesting and i don't think like they they don't do a lot of interesting things with uh that sort of thing so it tweaks the arena con uh, concept but it doesn't really do enough with it um to really like i don't know it's once you're over the initial hurdle of thinking in time paradoxes yeah it it sort of just becomes an arena shooter where there is actually a there's a slight element of rng i couldn't 100 percent confirm if this was what was happening i was i would say i'm 99 sure this was what was happening but if if you go into overtime it then extends the lives of like your three people so it gives you an extra 18 seconds so the round will take 36 seconds and i think there is a coin flip on whose third person gets replicated right because uh it will do it seemed to do uh one person was recreated one person was uh replicated Right, so they continued on. Or, like, if if all three of you were still in the arena, all mm -hmm. three people would continue on, right? You are... If you're not starting from the the initial start point, uh, in those overtime sequences, you are at a significant disadvantage. And so, if you're the third person... Uh, if you're... Like, if your last person was the person in the middle of the arena as opposed to starting being recreated, right? This happened 
a number of times. If I was recreated, I guarantee you I won. And if I was replicated in the middle of the arena, if I did not start from the starting area, it was a fucking uphill battle to win. You are in a much trickier position to win because the th the replicated person as opposed to the recreated person. The recreated person starts with a full clip of ammo while the replicated person starts with whatever ammo they had left in the gun at the time of the fucking timeout, right? At the mm -hmm. time the overtime began, which often if you're trying to fucking murder someone is not a full clip uh if you're and so yeah you you have to reload and then you have to find them right meanwhile they know where you are because you can see the re where the replicated person will be in the arena uh -huh. like half the time i was in midair like and just picked off before i could fucking land type shit like yeah it's it's that's not good at all like Mm -hmm. They should just fucking reset everyone and just keep making you play from there. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, just like to me, it just sort of felt like uh, it. The concept didn't like was more for obfus obfuscation, and once you got past that layer, it didn't really have that much more to it. It's an interesting idea yeah. but there isn't really enough like i sort of think about that um high noon game uh which was like a grappling uh like quake yeah, sort of thing yeah quake type arena game uh where you ha or everyone had a grapple hook and that that was a game where there was a lot of depth like the addition of the grappling hook added a lot of depth um like the, because there was a high skill ceiling uh on but i i don't think managing your temporal like temporality i don't think it goes that deep it felt like i was bumping my head against the ceiling already and there's definitely a chance that i am just not thinking uh in fucking hgol's portals enough you know i'm just mm -hmm. not fucking time traveling enough right there's there's definitely a chance however uh my gut feeling was mm, no i i was i was pretty like you know i'm not the you know i'm not the greatest but uh yeah. i i got it i you know i felt like i got it properly uh and yeah you don't feel like you get it uh, it's it's a it's a question of like the the depth in high noon or the depth of rocket league right that's mechanical depth while this is tactical depth right yeah. like this like is, understanding map knowledge sounds pretty important like getting yeah, an idea and, where where people are at certain times so you can pre-fire so that when yeah. they're later on in the game you're shooting at someone yeah and the maps aren't complex enough to make that feel terribly overwhelming you know yeah that's that's the thing right like 100 percent uh what i like what i wound up doing on the point capture point uh one was i would run up on the there was like these two ramps and i would run up with my first guy and empty a clip 
across the fucking like just straight across the fucking from south direct north every single time then i jumped i'd reload and jump down and do whatever my first guy wanted to do it didn't matter if there was someone over there it didn't matter if like uh i thought they would go there or what it meant that no matter what they would not be able to run up that fucking ramp right because they would eat a fucking hail of lead uh and it worked it worked spectacularly like the the amount of times people just died trying to run up there uh out of control and like all i would then have to do is make sure that they can get health to to put themselves back in because they couldn't shoot my first guy fast enough Hmm. to uh like Yeah. yeah to stop that from happening so they would have to then never go up that ramp uh which yeah worked out really well uh but like that was it, right? Like, there were, there's a ramp on either side. Uh, there was like there was a bit of other stuff I got away with. Uh, you know, I guess capturing the health point before they could get to it, that sort of stuff. But largely, yeah, it just, yeah, I, I just didn't think it had enough depth. And yeah, like I was saying, it's tactical depth versus mechanical depth. I think it's very easy to have significant mechanical depth. Um, to get away with significant mechanical depth uh, in in the case of Rocket League or High Noon. Um, and it's it's much, much harder hmm. to do tactical depth because it requires... I think it's harder to see what you're not capable of as well. You know, it's harder for me to see what I just haven't yet thought of, that sort of thing, you know? Right. Does it, yeah. does it do like a... Um... A, a, like a replay system where everything then plays out and it shows you like, all right, here's yep. what happened at the end of the round. Yeah, and you're flat out not allowed to watch them, as I found out. My first, <laughs> my very first game, my very first round, uh, I didn't hit space far and uh, the guy on the other side lost his fucking mind at me. Uh, you know, oh yeah, oh no, it's cool. Cool, you won. Yeah, fights. Congrats, mate. Yeah, nobody wants to fucking watch you replay. I'm going to fucking ruin you for the rest of this. Fuck you. You're so fucking fucked, mate. You're a fucking cunt. And I'm like, all right. Uh, I just didn't know I was supposed to press space. And so on the next round, and he won, and I pressed space immediately. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're fucking watching this replay, aren't we? I'm like, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the I found the fucking community to be hyper toxic. It was some shit, man. Like one dude lost his fucking like. Obviously, that was my first game. Uh, Did you tell him to go back to Rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Um, no, Call of Duty's way worse than Rainbow. That's that's the thing, right? We've did I did I talk about this last week? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you did. Holy shit, it's so much worse than Rainbow. It's like we all forgot that Call of Duty exists. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, a couple of games later, uh, I lost in a fucking nail-biter. And this dude, like, just unleashed. And there's no way to hide the chat or turn off the chat or uh, mute people or block people from talking or report them but this dude hmm. was like oh you're the f- the oldest shittest n-word i've ever seen uh you should kill yourself uh blah 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 i'm like what why are you this salty you won and he's like i shouldn't have won you're so fucking shit oh my god you're so fucking garbage i'm like <laughs> all right 
I don't understand. <laughs> what did I do wrong here? I thought we had a good game. Like, about half half of my encounters with other people were fucking terrible, and the other half mm. were just GG. Right? That was it. Like, nothing else. It was just uh, the game would end with GG, which I'm good with, right? We don't have to talk, right? We can just, we can end every fucking game with GG, right? I just don't want to be, I just don't want to be called the N-word, basically. Uh, (laughs) Like, I don't think I'm asking too much there, but apparently I was. Uh, So yeah, that was Quantum League. Um, Yeah. I don't know. If it becomes a giant eSport and everyone fucking loves it, I will happily eat crow because I think it would be probably a pretty interesting viewing experience. Uh, a fucking nightmare to, to cast, but uh, yeah, an interesting viewing experience. But yeah, I just don't think it has the the weight it needs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think when you start putting things like this is a competitive esports shooter in your bio title, you know that uh, it's not going to be in for a good time. <laughs> like you can't force this stuff to happen. It yeah. sort of just evolves out whether or not the community wants it to or not. Like, yeah. it, this is an esport game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So that's our Quantum League. It's on the, um, it's on Steam and it looks like it's free to play. Yes. Moment. Yep. Currently All free. Right. Cool. Uh, next up, I might talk about Ori quickly. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is a follow-up to 2015's Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, did you ever play Blind Forest at all? Yeah, man. Yeah, we talked about it fucking a bunch. I think didn't it come close yeah. to winning. It definitely made a couple of top fives. I think it won a few things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I remember Jung talking about yeah. it, but I, I wasn't sure if you'd also played it. I didn't. I hadn't yeah. played it. At the time that you guys were talking about it in the game of the years, but I played it after that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I remember now. I think maybe played it like in January, something like that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I really like that game um, a lot. Really challenging, sort of like Metroidvania style game with a fantastic art style. And I kind of think that's the thing that really separated it is you look at the art style and you're like, oh, this is pretty like, you know, bright colors and cutesy sort of stuff that's going on and then you play and you're like oh yeah this thing's a bit <laughs> it's trying to kick my ass like yep. it's, it's hard right um and so that's why i think uh, everyone kind of really enjoyed it uh and so that game came out did really really well and they went to work on a sequel which was announced a couple years back at e3 and uh since then haven't really seen a lot of it they've sort of showed off mainly trailers and they've had like one gameplay demo that's been going around the last couple of years uh most recently was at pax might have been just after e3 and uh, i had a chance to play it then a really short sort of 15 minute time demo and when you play it you kind of like yep this is this feels like ori like it's it's a familiar game they sort of seem like they know what they're doing again (laughs) And so this time around, Ori and the Will of the Wisps takes place, I'd say, um, a little bit after the events of the last game. So uh, what happens at the end of the last game is you end up fighting the the game's main antagonist, and it's sort of like this giant owl, and you end up orphaning the owl's baby, unborn hatched like an egg. 
And so that's kind of where this game takes off. The the egg's been hatched, there's a baby owlet, and you become uh, friends and you're sort of raising it. And at this particular point in the game, you're teaching this owl how to fly, and the both of you end up getting separated while this is happening, and then Ori is now trying to get back to this to this baby owl out of reckless parenting. And yeah, you, you, you basically pick up the game. It feels exactly like Ori. It's got the, the same sort of jumping mechanics. There's a, like a, an attack he's got, sort of got with like this blade that you can flick out. And it starts off really, really basic. It's a you know jumping 2.5D platforming game. But as you progress, you start unlocking extra abilities and extra sort of things in the world that can help you get to areas that were previously inaccessible. Um, you know, like the getting the grappling hook in Zelda and then now being able to get to uh, somewhere else higher up above you. Like that sort of stuff. So eventually, you know, you're, you're now able to climb walls um, or double jump or fling yourself off of vines up to other areas and, and dodge up on dodge onto projectiles to launch yourself even further, you know, in the air to a different platform elsewhere. And so that's kind of how the game evolves is, is you discovering these extra abilities and then being able to access areas that were previously not available to you. Um, and uh, yeah, so from, from here, I guess one of the big main changes going into this game is that they've sort of branched off what you're able to do in the game. So the last game was kind of like going from point A to point B and then from point B to point C, a very sort of linear style game. Um, but you had these, you know, you were still backtracking a lot, yeah. going and finding shards and then, um, and that sort of stuff. Whereas this one, they've now put in like side missions in there or side quests. And so completing those side quests, which aren't mandatory, uh, but if you go, go and do those things, then you'll be able to, uh, earn more currency to be able to unlock um, extra abilities or um, these sort of shards that you're able to equip with Ori that allows you to do, you know. So, so it might be something like take 25% more damage, but be able to deal 25% more damage or, um, you know, being able to, to double jump or things like that. So you're able to equip all this stuff and you could sort of like mainline the game and, and play the way you want to play. Just try and power through it. But if you do explore a little bit more, it'll sort of make your journey like a little bit more easier because you're able to accumulate all these skills and sort of equip them how you kind of want and just play it sort of at your own your own liking. So that stuff is pretty cool. Um, they're sort of just expanding like the world and the things you're able to do in there now. The other thing, I guess, was a big standout in the game was the art style. This yeah. sort of like 2D platforming game, but having it still look like it was 3D. And they're kind of pushing that a lot further now. You've got like objects in the foreground, like the front of the screen that move into the middle of the screen, like where Ori is moving around and interacting with the world. And then you'll see them like reach out into the background and like off they go into the, like the depths and um, things like trees or, or, or stuff like that, like branches um, and plants. And it, it seems like, and I think this is what they're doing. It's, it's not actually like a 2d game. They've built it in a 3d environment, but it's just on this 2d plane and it makes it look like outstanding. It's so such a good looking game. They've like, 
it's kind of hard to think of like looking at that that first game blind forest and trying to imagine how they could sort of outdo themselves in terms of the art yeah and they have immensely like it looks so freaking good yeah um i was going through i recorded a bit of the video footage of me playing and you can sort of just pause the game at any moment and be like there's a screenshot <laughs> like and that is kind of what i did yeah. during um because I, I put a review up sorry a preview up um and i needed some assets because the ones that were kind of um that were sent through were a little bit older and i was like well i'll just use the stuff i've got so i went through and just found some screenshots and they're just straight out of my gameplay session of just like take an image and yeah that looks pretty cool yeah stick that in like this isn't stuff that xbox has sent me or anything so um that's awesome yeah it looks yeah everything in that game looks amazing there's one that i put up of like this frog on survivor and i just screenshot of that it looks it looks sick so it's just sort of one of the you know we're getting to the end of the uh the life cycle of i guess the xbox one yeah we've had the xbox one x and s um we've reached this sort of pinnacle where we're really seeing a lot of games being pushed in terms of the way they look you look at uh things like Red Dead Redemption, right? And or God of War. Um even though that's a PlayStation game. But uh like being able to see what these games are capable of all this, you know, since they're since they've been released, but like a game like this, uh just how well it can look for a 2D like arts like an arty game. It sucks <laughs> um, that you I'm looking at your preview now. I'm not reading obviously, but I'm looking and it sucks that you can't expand these fucking pictures because they look pretty good but it's clearly 600 across <laughs> feels Try, like a waste you, um, yeah maybe you can copy and paste it it'll make yeah maybe copy, it'll make yeah. it bigger <laughs> nope. i'm not entirely nope. sure <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that's not great anyway um, yeah um yeah so it looks it looks freaking phenomenal yeah. like it's such a pretty game and one of the other big changes, and they've now got boss fights and mini bosses, so that wasn't something that was in the game before. And it reminds me of very much of like a, um, you know, like a Dark Souls-y type of fight. There's, you know, a boss comes up, it's got a health bar, they've got move sets, and it's like, it's about learning what the thing is going to do and when you should attack it. Obviously not, it's not going to be exactly the same as like a Dark Souls boss fight, but they're trying to at least put some extra sort of challenges in the game and uh you know i guess challenge the player a little bit further because i kind of talked to them about the aspect of taking a challenging game and then trying to still make it challenging for people that have played the last one right and that that's something that dark souls in particular has done or the from software games in particular has done very well yeah is that they each time they release a game you feel like, oh, this is going to be easier, but you play it and you're like, yeah, this is still hard. Yeah. And they, it's because they've made it harder, but but they've done such a good job of like, <laughs> of still letting newer players come in and still get it. Like they, I don't, it's it's really hard to sort of, to get your head around that because I've gone back and I, I talked about this, like playing the original Dark Souls, having not played it and then found it too, way too easy. But then on the other end of the scale, you go and play a game like, Sekiro and that thing will kick the shit out of you like you'll die 120 times during that playthrough and so finding that balance is really hard 
And so what they're trying to do is sort of still make this game challenging for people that have played the last game that aren't going to just jump in and be like, oh, this is kind of too easy. So they're putting these obstacles in there to, to make players think a bit more. Um, on top of that, the last game didn't have a difficulty setting, so it was kind of just a one-size-fits-all type thing. And this time there will be different modifiers in there. Talking to them about that is it sounds like that it's not going to be moveset related, so you won't be fighting things and they'll have different movesets. It's primarily, uh, I don't have the quote in front of me, but it was more like a, we're just tweaking damage and, and health numbers and that sort of thing. Right. So things will take more damage or they'll deal more damage for you. Awesome. This is, yeah, like a, just a lazy <laughs> way approach of it. Um, and then the other thing they're doing, and I think this is going to be a bit controversial when it comes out, but they've changed the way checkpointing works. Oh, so I thought you were going to say, last- I think this is going to be controversial, but you now have to, uh, you now have to pledge yourself to the Ku Klux Klan uh, yeah. every single time you reload the game. So uh- <laughs> there's a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. No, so the um, Ori in the Blind Forest had a checkpointing system where you would use your energy to place like a soul link yep. on the ground and that'd be like your respawn area or your your bonfire or whatever you want to call it, um, your save state. Whereas Ori and the Will of the Wisps now checkpoints basically constant, constantly throughout the, the game, like all the time, which means that when you get killed by something, you're basically back at the point you died, maybe a couple meters away from Oh, you okay. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to play with people. If if that takes the challenge away, you're obviously still dying, but you're not losing time anymore. And it's a. I think it's going to be interesting because we like we talked about what was it? Control, right? Control having having these checkpoint areas and people running back to a spot and feeling like that was too far for me to run, as opposed to a game where that that's kind of what. Ori was doing back then, but it was more like you're, you're the one being forced to put down this save spot, whether or not you have enough energy left. Maybe you don't have enough energy. Maybe you've used it on healing yourself, or I, I don't remember what else you could do back in Blind Forest, but you could kind of spend energy to, to maybe re- restore some of your health or place down soul links, or I think you could use it to fire weapons, like certain weapons and abilities. So you kind of had to decide whether or not you wanted to place a save state or do all this other stuff. And so that kind of takes away that choice now. And maybe that ends up making the game too easy because there's no risk trying things anymore. Maybe there's a chance it makes it harder as well because there was an element of putting down a checkpoint. And because, you know, the problem Control had was that traversal largely wasn't interesting. There were certainly interesting parts of the traversal, but like most of the time, if I had to get from the fucking, the top of those stairs and fucking I was trying to go... I kept dying of some fucking explodey cunt down that fucking hole. All I was really doing was jumping mm. off a set of stairs, trying to not crater, and then dropping down a fucking hole and trying to not crater again. That was that was that's not interesting traversal. Meanwhile, a game like Ori and the Blind Forest is all interesting traversal. You know, like yeah. it's built on that. And so the parts, you know, you put your checkpoint down and then you would come back, right? Uh, to the point where you died, what was happening was you were actually 
honing your ability to uh, to be good at that traversal in particular. You know, the traversal that the game was challenging you to, but it was it was sort of like uh, forcing you to you know repeat lines uh when learning a language or uh yeah. re- repeat you know scales when learning music that sort of thing you know like that it might actually be harder because you don't have those basic fundamentals tr- like beaten into you anymore uh by the checkpoint system i don't know it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting to see well, i mean you've obviously played it so you would know but uh, i mean yeah that's the thing is that i i've, I've only played um so the first maybe two hours of, yep. of the game and it's kind of hard at that spot that that place to determine how hard it's going to get yeah uh and whether or not it will be hard mm. um so did you feel yeah. like it made it easier so i didn't die a lot i yeah. died a couple of times but at the same time it, yeah it, it's i think it's too early at that stage to tell right um maybe it does get ridiculously hard but yeah. but I feel like if they're putting all these things in there for people, hopefully it means that they're trying to make it challenging. And then if you do find it too hard, that you can turn a difficulty down. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I feel like it's going to be okay. But maybe the purists might get a little bit upset about like, oh, this one's too easy or something like that. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. But it's it's cool that they've got a lot of that stuff in there to sort of make it a bit more accessible for people that look at that game and be like, oh, that looks really interesting. I want to play that. But then they I jump mean, in there and they're getting their ass kicked. The most purists just wouldn't die in the first place. So they wouldn't even need the fucking checkpoint system. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is true. Stop being a filthy casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, uh, they've got the, the shard system in there as well, which I talked about like being able to make the game harder for you even harder so that's something new that's in there the other thing they've got that i noticed which wasn't working because they've obviously blocked a couple of things out there but there's like speed like speed running trials that you can kind of do so getting from one point to another it'll sort of record your time uh, and then you can challenge other people there was a what was it called not spirit trials spirit shrines uh which was like a wave-based encounter where you could uh, trigger this event and it'd throw some enemies at you. You'd have to try and clear the wave and then it'd throw another wave at you. And once you'd done the whole thing, that'd kind of give you like another reward. So um, again, that's like another additional objective that you can kind of do, more like a, a side mission so that you're not just focused on doing the same thing, getting from point A to point B. You can kind of explore a bit more and, and do this stuff to upgrade your character a little bit. Uh, the other thing is, I guess the music was highly regarded as pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so they've got the same composer back to cool. work on on this game again. And when they actually initially came up with the idea of Warrior in the Blind Forest, they brought in the composer, which is, hopefully I don't butcher his name, Gareth Coker. I think that's how you say his last name. And so... They they basically did like a pitch for the game and they had him compose a bunch of the music for the original game. Uh, and so he was brought on super early. And that is kind of why the music in that game was as good as it was because he was on it for, for a number of years. Yeah, right. Uh, and they did the same thing with him again this time around. So immediately after Blind Forest was finished, they went to work on 
Will of the Wisps and mm. Gareth was yet again, you know, there playing the game. Uh, he's telling me that he's played like basically every build of the game. He may not be doing a huge amount of the music in sort of like the first one to two years of development, but yeah, right. he's still playing it and getting an idea of what they're going for and he can still work on bits and pieces, but he gets an idea of the direction they're going in. And then from there, he can, once things start getting to a point where he needs to really start working on this stuff, like he's he knows what it's about. He's played through the entire game and he can just jump in and start working on it. He talked to me about how this time around, they he got like an upgraded studio to work with. Uh, right. and he he uh, recorded it at the same studio where they've done like Interstellar and Inception. So a lot of the... Um, yeah a lot of that sort of stuff <laughs> um here he's uh, british as well so he recorded it in london with the um london orchestra and also added a full choir to this game um, which they didn't have yeah. in the last game so he got a much bigger budget this time around to work on that sort of stuff um cool. he got a lot uh, a lot of better equipment to to also work on it and then yeah just the, the time as well which is a big factor so he's had uh, um I guess like he was talking to me about like having a brief and uh, being given a brief of the things they want to do in this ba- th- with this particular game. And it's kind of like, well, how do you, uh, you know, they want to make things better, but how do you make the music better? <laughs> so him, him really struggling to try and uh, sit there and try and figure all of this stuff out. So having these extra tools at his disposal kind of makes things a bit e- easier. But also being, you know, having him being somebody who plays video games and is able to um, have so much time to sort of sink in what that game is doing is really cool. He talked about like being able to hire extra sound. I think they weren't sound engineers, but they were more like sound instrument designers. Um, And these were people that he said worked on Arrival and uh, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, the CG sort of like Spider-Man film. All right, um, cool. And so he like gave them a brief of like sp- like specific sounds that he wanted to use to be able to create as like a musical instrument. Like Ori sounds, I think he described them as. And so he would give them a brief. They'd go off and come back with all these really weird, unique sounds. And then he'd try and incorporate them into the music. Um, so that's like the sort of stuff that he didn't, have last time around so he's really trying to trying to push that so it's cool that they um they gave us some some time to talk to the composer yeah that's um, right because i know he's he's really been attached to that project for a long time um and the other guy i spoke to was daniel smith who is a senior producer xbox game studios and yeah so i talked to him about like a lot of the difficulty and and trying to like i said before cater new players that haven't played it as well as the older ones and like finding the balance between that so they've done a lot of work in um in trying to make that a bit more accessible and also challenging for new players i tried to talk to him about like a, the speed running community as well behind the game because uh, this game into like speedrunners obviously attract to pretty much most games but platformers or games like this where they really get a kick out of that sort of stuff so there's a lot of a lot of things they're doing in terms of like the spirit trials and stuff like that to try and uh, challenge speedruns and and that stuff is really cool but otherwise yeah i think that's that's probably about it that i can think of for the game like it plays 
really well. Didn't have any issues with it that I could come up with. Like my only concern, as I said, is the the checkpointing system. Like how much that's going to affect the challenge of the game as you get further and further in. Mm. Um, maybe it won't be a factor. Maybe you just be like, all right, cool. I'm dying a lot, but I'm not being put back five minutes. Like I'm not losing five minutes of gameplay because I forgot to save the game or because I forgot to put a salt link down. Um, now I'm being put back at the start of this whatever it was sometimes it could be just an enemy killing you other times it could be those really long sequences where they have you trying to escape something so yeah anyway it looks uh looks fantastic that game is out in like two weeks so pretty pretty soon by the time you hear this Uh, and it's also going to be available on game pass so if you've got game pass nice check it out um it's it's going to be hard one to pass up I, i again like last week we talked about how dreams i think is a um a really good contender for PlayStation yeah. as like a here's our first sort of game of the year contender. I do think Ori is also going to be yeah. up there for, for for Xbox at least. I don't know what else they've got coming out this year, but it's a it's a good way to start off the year. Nice, yeah. I'm pumped. I can't wait. Yeah, uh, I think I'll play it on Xbox. Eh, like on the Xbox itself. I think it's on PC and Xbox on the yeah. Game Pass. But I think I might actually just play it on Xbox. On my phone. Well, the good thing about being able to play it on the Xbox is that uh, the game runs at 60, 60 yeah. frames. And so you'll be able to play it on 4K if you've got a TV that can do that. I know sometimes it's a bit harder when you've got like a, on the computer, you've got to have a 4K monitor. But oh, I've got that. yeah, I'll probably do the same thing. I'll probably play it on TV because yeah. HDR, you know, big screen, that sort of stuff. Yep. Why not? It'll look amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. I can't wait. Yep. Hopefully get us some codes for that one. They're nice to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be cool. We, I don't need them. I got a fucking game pass, you fucking clown. So, uh, <laughs> I don't need shit. Um, anyway, awesome. I'm excited. Speaking of, uh, not really speaking of anything. I don't know. I played Doom Eternal. Um, I played- one in the spectrum to the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Vaguely Dark Soulsy games, I guess maybe. Um, I, I played I played Doom Eternal, and uh, I just want to start off by saying, "Holy shit, I was right." I mean, I was right, right? Like we all know, I was right at this point. I've said it enough, but I was right. I was right about Doom 2016, right? Like nobody's ever gonna fucking admit it. Uh, the world's never gonna fucking admit it. Uh, but I was right. I mean, would I admit if I was wrong? Yes, I've admitted when I was wrong a million times on this fucking podcast. Uh, I actually had a comment from someone once that said I did it too much. So, uh, yeah. Fuck that shit. I was right. I was right about Doom 2016. My key, my chief complaint, apart from the multiplayer being bad, uh, which I think is worth a couple of points off in and of itself, but uh, obviously, you know, I'm alone uh, among the people who reviewed it, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, my chief complaint was that, uh, it didn't successfully incentivize you to, to rip and tear, which was the philosophy and motto of the game itself. Uh, and as a result, I felt like it didn't achieve its, uh, I don't know, it set out promise. And, uh, clearly having played Doom Eternal for three hours, uh, they may not have taken that specific criticism to heart. Uh, but they did recognize, I'm sure independently, 
that what they failed to do in Doom 2016 was correctly incentivize players to rip and tear, and they have done everything they can to fix that uh, through extensive efforts to... Uh, well, they've neutered. Uh, they they don't give you the super shotgun immediately, uh, but they've they've like they've forced you uh, to to go in. I mean, we've I think we've talked talked about it before, but like you've now got four things, four ways to recover resources: shields, ammo, health, uh, and what's the fucking fourth one? What is the fourth one? You got the uh, fire belch. Is it like, uh, is it gas or something like that? Gas, gas. The chainsaw, chainsaw. No, chain. The chainsaw is ammo. Fuel. It does use fuel. Uh, The chainsaw is ammo. The flame belch is armor. The glory kill is health. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that it? And the grenade is the stun. Right. Yeah. The, The grenade hitting someone with the grenade is the insta stun on uh on larger enemies or it just explodes cunts uh so anyway so you got these four resources now that you need to use in a variety of ways to make sure that you can so if you want to you know you want to stun the hell beast that's running at you uh so that you can then get in close and then use your chainsaw because you can't chainsaw him for cheap unless he's stunned uh, you can chainsaw him if you've got enough fuel, but you'll be pissing away fuel. Uh, so you use a chainsaw, you get your uh, ammo back, and then you can uh, use that to stun the... You know, shoot a fucking grenade into the mouth of the fucking caco demon that's floating at you, and then he'll get stunned, and you can fucking punch him, and you get health back, and mm-hmm. then uh, you land, and you flame belch a bunch of dudes in front of you, and then power punch them and you'll get health and armor at the same time and what it's doing is forcing you to run at the fucking enemy which is specifically not the most efficient i actually went and watched some speed runs of doom and that's not how speedrunners play and i i don't know if i don't know obviously people who only use one weapon are bad at the game uh like speedrunners, who are traditionally bad at the video games that they hold the record, world record for finishing faster than any other human alive. Uh, yeah, obviously, they don't they're play bad at the game. Um, yeah, they don't play it properly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, I, I mean, the fucking any percentage Doom <laughs> world record, that dude spends, I would say, I don't know, 80% of the 23 minutes he needs to finish that fucking game. Eighty percent of it out of bounds on the map, but uh, no, the you the hundred percent game. The hundred percent players, uh, they they have an efficient way to play it, uh, and surprisingly, it's um, it's by leaning on uh, one weapon most of the time. It's weird. Anyway, uh, I don't want to I don't want to wallow on that one again. Um, Which weapon? Uh, it wouldn't be the super shotgun, would it? Would it? Oh no, my God, I think what? it's no. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Um. Anyway, so Doom Eternal, yeah, you're heavily incentivized to switch. Uh, it, and what the, I know they've spoken about this. I've read all the previews. I was like fucking, just 
devouring information on this game because obviously I'm fucking interested. I really want to play it. I mean, the first time I played it, I played it at PAX last year and I was in from the get-go. Uh, yeah, I like... I, I just devoured everything. I, I already knew um, the basics. They're talking about how, you know, it's puzzle combat. Uh, combat sequences are puzzles. And... I can see how they were like how they fucking describe it that way now because that's exactly what they are. They are little puzzles for you to solve. I like, hmm. there's also platforming puzzle sections and there was one specific I was playing on Nightmare. Uh it's a big dick proved to myself that I was good enough to play on Nightmare because only good players can play on fucking Nightmare, you would imagine, in a game that they've never fucking played before. I imagine someone who was good would be able to su- succeed. Uh, nightmare on a game that never fucking played before. Maybe at least they'd have to be good at shooters. Anyway, I've got fucking footage of it. Uh, so I was playing on Nightmare and I got through the sequence, this jumping sequence. It was a mad fuckhead of a sequence. And every time I failed it, um, and one time I failed it, I failed because I, uh, like slid off the geometry, which definitely shouldn't have happened. Uh, but it wasn't that devastating. Every time you fail, uh, you lose like 25 health. Uh, yeah. And uh, I had like, I think 50 armor at the time and 125 health. Uh, and I got myself all the way down to uh, 25 health, <laughs> which wasn't ideal. Uh, I was basically just a bee's dick away from like hard failing the entire fucking game. Um, but yeah, this was the platforming section, not the combat. Anyway, uh, got through it eventually landed and, uh, immediately got fucking minced, immediately mm. minced. Um, cause on nightmare, that shit doesn't fucking, doesn't fucking muck around, man. Like that shit will fucking punt you. And, uh, yeah, therein begins the fucking puzzle combat. I am one hit away right on nightmare you're like without armor you're pretty much two hits away at any time anyway but i'm one hit away guaranteed death if anything fucking hits me and i had to solve this fucking puzzle and the first thing i realized i was doing was i was beelining there was like a a, i think it's a rampage power up basically all you like you do double damage right Mm -hmm. i was i had been beelining for that and what it was doing was uh if i got there fast enough Right, I had to fucking really fucking belt for it. But if I got there fast enough, uh, I was able to immediately wipe out um, the brain demon dude. I can't remember what the fuck he's called. Um, and I was then able to... There was uh, those fucking running around you guys. I can't remember any of the fucking demon names. This is, this is like Job talking about people who act in movies all over again. Um, anyway... I then I'd immediately mince one of those. The problem I was having, right, was with double damage and the shotgun grenade, Hmm. uh, they weren't going into a stun state. They were fucking dying, exploding, right? Which meant that I couldn't punch them to get health back, right? Because they were dying too fucking fast for that to work. And so... Instead, what I did was, instead of beelining for the fucking uh, double damage power-up, I turned left, and uh, there was, like, health packs. I ran for the health packs, and when I went back, uh, I, ch- I went through a portal, 
And what I did was I, I swooped around behind uh, the brainy dude. And uh, I, like, was able to stun him. And then... So I stunned him, killed the other... Shot the cannons off the other guy, off the weak points. Uh, and then I was able to stun him. I was able to, like, flame belch them, plus a couple of little dudes to get some armor. I had health, armor, and ammo. I got all of these things back, like, at the fucking start of this fight. And then I went and got the fucking double damage. And then I went and finished the fucking rest of the... Like, the mm. encounter, right? Like, but it felt, like, fucking awesome, right? I'd, so, I'd full-blown solve this fucking puzzle, right? Like, it was a tricky puzzle, and I had to fucking break it down into its its smallest parts, right? What what are my challenges? What, what are the specific challenges in this puzzle, right? If I get hit, I die. Uh, I need to recover health. I'm also pretty low on ammo. You're always low on, ha- on ammo, basically. Uh, I'm also pretty low on ammo, and I, if I can, I really want some fucking shields, right? Uh, I can accomplish three of those things real fucking quick, right, with the right combination of tools by getting in the face of my enemies, and there happens to be a portal really close to where I start, right? And if I run over to the portal, I also happen to find health along the way, so... That gets me health immediately. It doesn't get me to full, but it gets me more... Like, I'm now two hits from dying, which is enough, really. Uh, so, uh, two hits. That get, The portal gets me in behind. I get the stun. And, like, I solved it, right? Like, that fucking... That felt amazing, right? Um, it felt sick. Hmm. Like, you... You full-blown broke the, that game down all, all the way that in, that single encounter. It was literally after I had to do basically the same thing for the platforming puzzle, right? I have to jump to this one, jump to this one, jump, dash, dash, then jump to the next platform. I can't jump, jump, dash, dash because there's like a the dash refresher. Uh, yeah. I have to use both dashes before I get to the dash refresher or else I won't have enough dash to get through, right? Uh, and then jump around, like, circle around this thing. All of these platforms are falling away the whole time. Uh, there's a chain that fucking hits you if you mistime the jumps. Uh, and then once you land at the, the first safe zone, you need to look at the chain and time your next jump so that the chain doesn't hit you because if it does, you will fucking die. And then, yeah, I got across, right? Like, I, I knew my objective. Get across the fucking gap, right? And, hey, the gap. That's the name of the podcast. Uh, and then mm. I... And we're I done. See you later. It's over. <laughs> 505 episodes. Another... Great to end on this note. Anyway, uh, and, uh, yeah, I did it, right? It was fucking... It was cool. It made mm. a lot of sense. Uh, it, it had an internal logic to it that I fucking broke down to the... The sum of its parts, and I addressed every single one of those parts. That's that's good puzzle gameplay, in my opinion. It fucking it worked, right? It was mechanically challenging, one hundred percent mechanically challenging. Like, don't forget, like, I I still couldn't get hit like twice throughout the rest of this fucking encounter. It's not like it ended after two fucking uh, demons were dead. Like, there was still fucking way more coming in. There was a fucking ton of them coming in. Uh, but yeah, like, once I'd solved that first bit, the rest of it felt like it was just 
another encounter, right? Like, still a mm. tough encounter, a mechanically challenging encounter, but it was just a shooter at that point. And, yeah, I had that puzzle, though, that I had to solve, and I solved it. It was fucking sick. Um, there's heaps, like, the puzzle, the platforming is fucking awesome. There's so much stuff to fucking, like, jump around and explore and stuff. Um, like, to, to break down, I, I did, I dropped the fucking difficulty when I got to this fucking one bit, uh, like, a, I can't remember what it's called, like a Slayer Challenge or something. Yeah. Uh, it just, it keeps ramping up over and over in this one section. Uh, and I dropped the difficulty because I was, I'd gone back from the end of the level to go to it. Mm. And uh, I was running out of time and I wasn't going to make it anywhere in the third level if I if I just stopped on this one. I'm, I'm like, look, yeah, okay. Just fucking, just let it go, Joe. Like, yes, you did the rest of this shit in fucking Nightmare and you didn't know what you're doing. So you can probably fucking just drop this back down to... Uh, it's the one below Nightmare, Ultraviolence. Just drop it down to Ultraviolence and play the rest of the fucking game like on, on that so you can get through as much of this content as possible. And then I got to the fucking third level and realized that that was the fucking one that all of the previews I checked out had basically focused on. Because you were only allowed to record an hour of gameplay and it didn't matter where that was so most people recorded as late as possible because that's when you had all of the skills and the most amount of weapons, yeah. right? And you knew what you were doing. And of. you knew what you were doing, so you looked pretty good. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, all right, I don't know, I have a better game. But, yeah, I'd actually, I, I didn't see anything new. I hadn't seen a lot of the level I was doing, which was, yeah, so a bit of a shame, but it doesn't matter because the game's going to, like, it's fucking... It's nearly here, so I don't need to stress. Hmm. Uh, I was just, yeah. I just wanted to cop to... Uh, I did drop the difficulty at one point. Um, I didn't want to go out there on lies or anything. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I did 80% of my playthrough. 85% of my playthrough on fucking uh, Nightmare. And it was doable. Um, it's, it's actually good and challenging. And you're heavily incentivized to uh to rip and tear which is sick uh they put a way big emphasis on story this time uh which i don't know how that's gonna go that's down people, want. people yeah it's i i remember the absence of story being something that they like that a lot of people were thrilled about in a semi-ironic way um this one is yeah it goes almost diabloy on it you know, like the angels and demons. That's what they were sort of leaning towards um, when they first revealed it at QuakeCon a couple of years back. I was I was there for that. Um, just like heaven imagery, yeah, and and things like that. And like the um, when people started looking into like the inscriptions in the backgrounds and that sort of stuff, being like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to be something that will happen. Yeah, so it's it's sort of gone that way. There's yeah, there's a significant amount more story, but like it's I I didn't hate it. Like it it's a good idea to build a world out in my opinion. Um rip and tear works when you're just breaking your way out, but uh and yeah, like punching the fucking screen that's telling you the exposition. That makes sense when yeah, you're just breaking out and off to kill hell, but now I think at some point you do need a reason to kill hell to some extent and 
those reasons yeah. require reasons and it all kind of goes down uh it doesn't like it didn't feel like it was break breaking the flow of the experience or anything if anything it sort of gave you a little of a, a breather uh, a very welcome breather because the rest of the game is so fucking under the pump um uh what else um uh, there was oh the yeah like obviously the music's fucking spectacular um but it, it just always seems to be the right fucking mood for whatever you're doing at any time mm-hmm. like it's obviously like fucking hard metal shit but like it just amps you up uh at yeah. exactly the right moments which is good uh what else there's so many more systems in, in this one there's like all kinds of shit to like unlock uh mm. you can unlock mods for your weapons i did think they might be a s- slight risk i don't know if i missed one of the mod unlocks but like so you got your th- i had like the the three early weapons and i had so you got the plasma cannon the shotgun and the uh assault rifle cannon thing um and if you don't put one of your mods into the there's like a sniper shot mod for the assault cannon thing if you don't put one of your mods into that you are fucking hamstringing yourself 100 percent uh and it's i felt like it was possible that you might not do that there's a possibility Mm -hmm. that you get the plasma cannon right so you you've got your assault rifle thing i can't remember i can't remember what the fucking other assault rifle mod is uh i i personally didn't find it that intriguing an option uh but like if you if it was something that you wanted to do then you might be inclined to do it and i feel like that would put you in a precarious position because that specific mod is probably one of the best ways to disable weak points early on enemies when you see them and it winds up being unbelievably fucking valuable it's also one of the easiest ways to just delete smaller enemies uh which is uh is not always what you want to do but there are occasions where it's exactly what what you want to do there are a couple of uh platforming sections that are about a thousand times easier if you've already deleted the fucking enemies around the place uh, which is very easy to do with the sniper mod and not fucking easy with any fucking else you've got available at that time. Uh, so that was, that was like one thing I wanted to mention for anyone who's listening is make sure you get that fucking sniper, sniper mod. Like go for the other one later, but make sure you get that one because otherwise you will fuck yourself. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, more environments which is good like more varied environments uh, i was sort of worried it was going to be like the fucking brownie ready fiery of um mars slash portal of hell that doom 2016 is but it's very much yeah. not there's there's a lot going on there's some really interesting like architecture and stuff um what else very video gamey like it's like very surprisingly video gamey uh, which i you know, based on all the previews and the interviews I've listened to is exactly what they're going for. Uh, but it's, I think it's going to surprise some people just how video gaming it is. Um, like I, 
I almost feel like they could have found a more, uh, like, a, a better way to get you to do your weapon tutorials. You know, every time you get a new weapon or get a new ability, it transports throws you. Throws a bunch of enemies a, at you. No, it, it just puts you in a fucking, like, a different area. Right, like like a, a holodeck. Yeah, like a holodeck type thing. Um, which, yeah, I think is, is an interesting approach. Uh, but, yeah, there might have been a, a slightly more, I don't know, um, a slightly less jarring way to go about that. Uh, but it's not that... And maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah, maybe maybe there is. Uh, uh, like, it yeah. seems like your, um, your Siri, the Siri dude... It, in your head he was in the first game I can't remember his name um, he might be doing all that kind of shit it, it's almost definitely attached to your like the visor on your helmet and stuff but yeah it might be something related to him and they might build it out or whatever maybe they won't it doesn't it's not that big a deal it's just like I said surprising right I think it's going to surprise people um, yeah there's like all kinds of stuff to unlock and like to change the way you play like you can add these runes and all this stuff um it feels good i like that uh it also because what it's doing is like at the end of the day i think doom 2016's biggest problem was incentivization in a lot of different areas uh and what you know all those runes and stuff are doing are incentivizing you to explore the game world as much as possible because that's how you find those runes and that's how you find those upgrades and all that kind of stuff and if you're not doing that you're not like unlocking all that stuff and so yeah it's, yeah. it's a very good way to get you to explore parts of the game world that you might not otherwise really bother to to try to get to uh which is good um uh i can't think of anything i mean obviously it's gorgeous uh you, you played on pc played on pc uh yeah. i felt like my um i, I remapped some of the controls because i had a six button mouse i remapped some of the controls to be on the mouse and i felt like one of them one of the mouse buttons wasn't working but it was not final it wasn't the final build it's not the fucking final build of the game mm. or anything there's still uh a ways to go so like yeah i'm sure they'll fix that um oh that was that was the other thing i started playing the game i played through the first fucking i don't know like 30 35 minutes without any hud and then i played f for the next 20 minutes without any crosshair all of this on nightmare difficulty the entire time on nightmare difficulty no hud and no crosshair and no fucking idea of what the fuck i'm supposed to be doing and it was very confusing uh, I didn't realize until I got to this part where it's like, uh, press Q to bring up your next objective on your HUD. And I press Q and there was like a bing and nothing happened. I'm like, weird. And I'm like spinning around in circles, pressing Q and bing, bing, bing. <laughs> and there's nothing. I'm like, yeah, I... You know, I was sort of under the impression that maybe it was like the HUD-less experience until, you know, you know, games do that sometimes as you go through parts of the HUD fucking unlock and you're like, now you can see your health. Now you can see your armor. This is your mini-map or some shit. And you're like, 
And so I thought that's what was going on. I'm like, that seems off. And it turns out someone had been doing like some recording on the machine, like recording like sweet looking footage. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, they had uh, recorded it without any any HUD and no crosshair. And we so we caught the HUD bit and uh, didn't catch the crosshair bit because I just I just didn't fucking need a baby like fucking point the center of the fucking screen. <laughs> fucking blast them i mean i only had the shotgun at you that pulled point, out right? you pulled out a thumbtack yeah and just fucking a uh, little bit of yeah um that's how you used to eat orp orp and yeah, counter exactly. right yeah pull, pull some blue tag out and just stick it on the screen exactly i'm pretty sure that's what frisco is doing we're playing fucking our uh no scope <laughs> gun game variant because that dude was fucking he put a sequence up on fucking discord and it is the most heinous shit oh he was he was he was straight hacking. He's a hacker. Um, mm. No, it was good. Uh, anyway, and yeah, how, how many how many things did you punch to open? A couple, couple, a handful. Yeah. Not as many as you might expect. <laughs> um, yeah, fewer than I expected, but um, yeah, not enough. Not enough. Uh, I did have to find a yellow key card, so that was good. Okay, I was happy yeah. about that. That sounds like a doom game. Mm. That was uh, that was enough for me, but yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Like I'm very excited uh, for it. And yeah, I, I guess that's the thing, right? We just got to see whether or not uh, these kill chambers uh, vary. Like or, so yeah. far, right? They they were less kill chambers. Um, you were locked into some areas, uh, but there were less. There wasn't kill chamber after kill chamber after kill chamber. Uh, which is, you know, fucking locked door after locked door after locked door, which is what Doom 2016 was. Um, and mm. because because of the way the areas were constructed, you know, in 2016, uh, I'd say every other fucking room you were locked into was just, we're going to keep just keep spawning shit in. We'll just keep yeah. spawning shit in, keep spawning shit in, and it will get progressively larger um, to ramp up the tension. Uh, but because it seems like every encounter, every kill chamber in this one has been specifically crafted. So it spawns in different, like specific enemies at specific times uh, to challenge you in, in specific ways to create the puzzle of the encounter itself. And because you're directly incentivized to run into them, it's less noticeable because of the the pace and the tension, like the pace and tension of the gameplay experiences created by the puzzle itself and by the rip and tear nature of the game itself, as opposed to just continuously trying to overwhelm you with more and more enemies, which was not an interesting way to go about things. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but All right. yeah, that's about it. I'm yeah. Super fucking excited to play it. I can't wait. Yeah. Cool. I guess we'll see one, one more month, right? Uh, it's March 20, March 20. Uh, so close. So, what, yeah, what comes out close. first, Doom Eternal or Warzone in Call of Duty? War. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. Didn't we? Didn't we talk about this last week? The answer is Half Life. Uh, Half Life Three. <laughs> yeah. Um, or or is it? Uh, you know, is Warzone dead before Doom actually comes out? No. No. No, you reckon it's got legs? So. You reckon it's got legs? I think it's got legs. They've tried their hardest to kill it before it's even fucking... <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, no, it's coming out March 3rd, 2021. <laughs> It'll be a while. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, talk about some Dota Underlords then, because that's now out officially. That's It's hit 1.0. 1.0. Um, so we've talked about this game a lot over the last couple of months. Um, for me, it was on my... I put this one on my top five yeah. of 2019 because I, at that stage, was pretty close to, I was, I was think I was at about 100, no, 200 and maybe 200 hours, maybe a lot more than that. Um, spent, spent a lot of time in that one. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's still a game I play all the time, a, a lot. You have 321 um, hours on record. Yeah played a lot of it there was one night that i accidentally left it over on i came in i was like why is dota still on <laughs> um so i'm, I'm statting uh, pat statting on that one pat statting S- stat pat padding. <laughs> i was i said it i was thinking of it the first time i was like that's not right and i said <laughs> it, it was completely wrong. wrong nice <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah, this is this has gone 1.0 now and they've added a bunch of new things to the game um, maybe we'll talk about the the new like single player mode that they've they've got in there. I think that's one of the biggest changes yep. at this stage, uh, and it's pretty much what we were talking about. We expected it to be was this challenge based puzzles um, where you would be given like scenarios that you needed to go in and try and solve, uh, but it's more like set out in this giant sprawling map where you go from each point and you unlock them. Uh, and once you unlock an area, it sort of expands and unlocks a couple of more challenges if you try and complete. <clears throat> Some of them are like puzzle-based challenges you need to do on the spot. Others are ones that you need to go and do in the actual game. It could be like gets 20 kills with Brawny or something like that. Um, and they get more complex as you get further and further down the path of this sort of city they've built. And there are a lot of challenges. There's, I don't know, like maybe a hundred plus in there. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. About a hundred. It's pretty significant. I, I spent a couple of good hours last night going through yep. a bunch of them, and I've completed, um, like the bottom left hand corner. I've done most of the stuff that I could do at the moment without going and doing like I need to play an actual game right. to unlock this yeah. stuff. There's a lot of content in there for that single player portion. I feel like. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's quite a bit to it. Um, like, your best bet is to go and do what you're doing for all of the underlords. Like, that's your best path forward. Um, yeah, as much like unlock as much, uh, do as many of the street fights as you can to unlock. Yeah. so it's just challenges left. So then, because what you like. I sort of wrote about this in the review. Mm Because I finished Eno's section. Uh, Okay. So I've done all of it, uh, including all the challenges. Uh, And what what I found was that if I wanted to focus on Eno and, you know, being, I guess, goal-oriented, in my nature, I did... um, I found myself forcing Eno into like teams where he wasn't the best fucking fit. Uh, like I would pick Eno as the as my underlord of choice when he 
when a fucking Anna Six Demon Golem might have fit better, or the or Jewel might have like a tank would have really fucking helped type thing, you know. Uh, but instead, I went No because I needed No because you can only complete those challenges if you've got fucking No equipped. So uh, mm-hmm. that was a bit of a that was a bit of a fucking ball ache. That was a bit of a fucking dick punch. Um, if I had gone through and done what you did with Jewel, the bottom left, yeah, um, for everyone, then it wouldn't matter what I picked. I would just eventually unlock all of the challenges. That's probably a better way to go about it. Um, because, yeah, you find yourself forcing certain things. The other NO challenges yeah. were like, uh, so I needed like fucking 30,000 fucking NO to, to deal 30,000 challenge. Uh, Sorry, damage, damage which is yeah. oof. Uh, and then I also needed uh, insects. I needed to win 40 rounds with insects. I needed to win right. 40 rounds with rangers. There's a little bit of fucking luck there in that Weaver is a insect ranger. Um, but it did mean that I was often getting a second insect just for the sake of keeping insects, even though normally... I wouldn't get insects. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I like. I flat out wouldn't. Like, uh, unless unless it was, uh, like a a blood seeker that was tearing me up. I just I wouldn't do it because the other you know it's it's good against blood seeker because uh, he keeps fucking missing right. Uh, it's fantastic against blood seeker because if he's missing, he's fucking dying. Uh, but yeah, like anyone else, holy shit, it is a fucking. It's just it just doesn't really add that much to the fucking equation. Or maybe ranges, maybe against ranges. I'd I'd never really considered it, but like it's it's not something. Insect is something you tech into, right? Ranger is a build you play one hundred percent. Insect is something you tech into to solve a specific yeah, problem. Something that's there. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Or like an additional. But yeah, holy fuck, man! Mm. Not something I'd prefer to fucking do. Um, yeah. So uh, that f- I was forcing, like I, I felt like it was forcing. I was forcing certain builds as a result of the city yeah. crawl, uh, which I think is not necessarily good. The trick is right, keeping in mind all of those fucking challenges. I didn't find an easy way to do that. Um, I wound up making a fucking. I wound up writing it all down in a fucking Google Doc on my second monitor. I found that was the easiest There's- way to fucking do it. You hit escape in the game and there's a tab. Yep. Um, and you can click on each hero um, and it'll show you what the challenges are. So but while you're actually playing Underlords. But it shows you what they are, but it doesn't tell you where you're at in each one. Oh, doesn't it? No. Right. And so, okay. yeah, I'm like, I need. I know I need like, I think I like, I needed fucking, I think it was like 250. I need to, to earn 250 gold in interest. And I'm like, I think I must be close, like 10, 10 gold. I'm like, if I, I think I can do that this game, but I need to like last like three more rounds or like, am, am I good with just two more rounds? I've, I've got no idea, right? And it was like, I just had to fucking wait and see. Like I hadn't really been tracking it. I could have done fucking... Yeah. If I'd been tracking it, I would have been able to tell. But because they got the daily challenges, they track them. Yeah, um, it just seems like something else they need to 
plug in and like you know one end of the cord isn't plugged in and once they do that it's like oh okay that yeah. works yeah cool yeah maybe because there's a couple of things i've noticed like that that they um the biggest one for me that they've gotten rid of and i think it's because it's one of these things where they haven't plugged that in that cord in yet is the um the ui where it shows team compositions for the entire um table and previously you used to be able to click on a hero portrait and it'd show you who else in the game has those heroes so if if for instance um you're like oh i want to build axes but i want to see how many axes everybody else has yeah you could just click on the portrait and it'd show you like oh these are the people that have axes yeah and you could look at it and be like oh no nah, i don't want to go axe like there's four people going axe you want to go and axe now you, by the way but yeah holy shit um, you want to go axe holy and, and so uh that they've gotten rid of that doesn't work at the moment yeah. so some at the this stage i'm like oh okay like you got to quickly look at everybody's hero pictures and be like oh all right that's like it's a bit harder to do that but i'm sure they'll they'll get back yeah i'll get that back in there maybe it's just a bug at this stage and they've it's in there they've just it's just not working um so there's some yeah really minor stuff that i think they'll they'll get to in a, a patch at some stage soon um yeah but otherwise like i I, i'm digging some of the stuff they've done i think at least they've done a really good job with it i mean obviously you know it hasn't been that big a change the biggest change between like fucking earlier this week and now is that there aren't any fucking scrappies anymore which is fucking (laughs) great uh but a meta change massive meta change it feels really balanced at the moment like in terms of, I didn't play a game last night. I played a lot last night. I didn't play a game yesterday. I was like, this is fucking broken. Yeah. Like, everybody keeps going, this thing. Like, there was none of that. Well, I'm we sure played- we'll get there in, like, a week from now where everybody's playing something because someone will figure it out. We but played point- an eight-player game in our Discord. We had eight people playing in uh, the Gap Discord. Everyone playing all at yep. once. Uh, it was fucking sick. It's, uh... Uh... Shout out to JB who managed to win it. He's the reigning champion of Underlord Standard in the gap. Uh, but um, we were playing and uh, Heckles had come in. He was a, a late entry into the uh, into the arrangement. And uh, and I'll just bring it up. Uh, he was getting fucking pantsed. Like, real early. Like, he... I think he might have dropped to, like, sub-50 uh, while most of the rest of us were still on, like, fucking 75-plus, which is uncommon. And uh, yeah. he had joined the game. Uh, at, uh, like, he... I basically coaxed him into joining the game. He was, like, he was going to bed. And I was like, oh, I just can't play one game. He's like, it better be a quick one. And he's, like, sub-50. I'm like... All right, you can make it a quick one, I guess. Uh, but, like, apart from that, it was not going to be a quick one. Like, the rate that game was going, it was going to be one of the fucking longer ones I'd ever played. Uh, like, we were fucking... People were barely winning fights against one another, except for Heckles, who was getting fucking pantsed. Like, just fucking dominated. And so he's <laughs> He a, wanted to leave early. That's what I figured, right? And he's, like, dropped to 47 health. Like, fucking that. And then... Suddenly, he just started winning. Like, he just started winning. And so, he, like, he didn't even get knocked out first. Um, because, yeah, like, 
it just swung back in in his direction because there is so much balance. He clearly just had a team that needed like yeah some like time a, a to get online. To yeah, position. Uh, yeah, that was fucking awesome, right? Like I, I thought it was fucking sick. Uh, and it, that wound up being a really fucking balanced game, um, a really fucking tough one as well. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun as well. Like you know, like everyone's just fucking doing what they're doing. I was building spirits, I think. If I recall correctly, Drew was building spirits as well. Maybe Cleb. So we had you, me, Cleb, Baz, Drew, Squirrel, Heckles, and Johnny Bravo, our reigning, defending, uh, undisputed heavyweight champion. Um, the belt holder. He's he's only the belt holder. He, he'd like to claim that he's the best. But uh, that doesn't mean he's the best. He just he's just. I think the best him. is Gav because I've never seen someone Mister Magoo their way into so many wins. <laughs> like he he should play this game and then go to the casino every night. What's wild about Gavin, uh, Gray Squirrel, is that he will fucking he will be sitting there having not lost a fucking round, and he will be like, "Hey, what's a savage?" And you're like, "What the fuck?" you mean what's a savage you're like yeah what's a savage what what's the savage mean and you're like what the fuck are you talking about i don't understand what a savage means you're like you've got fucking three tiers of them how do you not know what they do oh i don't know what they do you're like hover your fucking mouse over the fucking icon how you're like oh what's a mouse and you're like you're fucked cunt it is inexplicable how fucking goofy that cunt is and he still fucking wins constantly. It is <laughs> yeah. Or his item builds. I'm like, why is this item on this character? Like, it doesn't even work on this character. You've got it on the fucking. He had a. Uh, he had the like kills, kills summons on the on his yeah. fucking bloodseeker. Bloodseeker. And you're like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Why are you like this? It doesn't make. It. And he's like, but now I want him to kill the summons. It it kills whoever has the least health. It's just gonna kill summons. Like, that's the perfect fucking... Oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Can't can't blame him for not listening to you on that one, though. Because you are terrible at itemization. I'm just going to say it. You know, I've had enough <laughs> at how bad you are at itemization. Because you always throw your fucking opinion out there, and it's always wrong. Every time you've told me to do something with my items, it has been the wrong fucking move. It's always correct. It is always incorrect. You are the opposite um, of me with Doom 2016. That's what it is. Um, so uh, the other big changes are uh, the ace effects and the aces have been removed. They're now just like a tier five. So these are like the big boss enemies yep. um, you could put on there. Like you said, the scrappies have been completely Scrapped. removed. So that's like, is it nine heroes? Two, four, six, eight, nine heroes have been removed. Um, but they've added in a bunch of other heroes back into the pool that were um, removed a little while back for some balancing. And uh, with that being done, they've added in some extra alliances. So Scrappy and Vanzi got removed. Summoner, Vigilant, and Void end up getting put into the game. Um, which some of those, um, like Vigilant, I don't think is any good at the moment i think that one gets like a buff at some stage uh, vigilant is the one where if somebody casts a spell all of the targets will all, all of your characters will try and kill that target like they'll aim at it at once all the vigilant um, characters well yeah i mean you can get to a point where everybody attacks it so there's different tiers oh okay yeah right 
That one's... I just don't see that one being very good at the moment. I like it against summoners, and that's about it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Just because you, you, you desperately want Ark Warden to eat some shit early. Uh, as, soon, yep. as soon as he starts casting, so that he just doesn't have infinite fucking chunk, chunky fucking summon, uh, Ark Wardens. That's the nightmare. So Ark Warden's right. back. Anyone who played early on, remember Ark Warden, like just boards and boards of Ark Wardens. Uh, <laughs> they don't... They nerfed him into the ground to the point where they're like, we need to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And then they've brought him back. He's a one gold. He does, like, his summons do not... Oh, thank Christ. They do not count uh, against your health, which is good. Uh, but yeah. he can still just get fucking dozens of the cunts. Um, and he doesn't take your items anymore. Yeah. Which uh, was something he used to do. Yeah. Yeah, which and was And you could just destroy ludicrous. people with like a refresher orb or like so many cool combinations. Yeah. Uh, um, so they, he used to be like a four, like a level yeah, a four, tier four yep. or something. Yeah. Now he's like a tier one. He's he's useless, but he's still funny. Like I had some games last night. You were where I had him on. You were playing <laughs> a lot, just... a lot of Ark Warden. Um, yeah, had a game this morning where uh, the two top players went Ark Warden Summoner, and mm. uh, I went Bloodseeker, and I literally spent all my gold to make him three star, and then I chucked a. Um, the pike, the stone hall pike, every kill yeah. gives him extra damage. Uh, three, three damage. And because, so for brawny, those kills only count for 0.25, but for the stone hall, they count as a full fucking kill. And so mm. I managed to get uh, my my little dude up to 200 fucking kills. He was just. Yeah. ripping ripping I think around I think they're going to change that they're going to have to I think uh, on yeah. the other hand they'd have they similarly have to do something about Summoner because the only reason I was able to fucking I won that game um, the only reason I won that game is because I had something yeah. to do something about the summons they were going full maybe they summon. maybe they leave it um, but yeah it was uh, that was that was pretty good uh, I found Brawny to be quite strong my current my current dream start is uh, Snapfire and um, Snapfire and another dragon, if I can get it, and uh, Viper, yeah. I guess, as early as Snapfire possible. Snapfire is really, really strong. He, he was strong. He's been strong she. for ages. Or she. I can't remember. She. She. Yeah, she's been really strong for a while. But she, she like... Scales very well. With, uh, with the addition of the dragon uh, combo she gets way out of control pretty quickly. Uh, mm. Like, she can get a lot of fucking kills up real quick, uh, which is good. Um, oh, yeah, they added in hats because it's Valve and they love yeah. hats. And these are these are pretty interesting. They It's it's sort of the idea of the Bloodbound con- big big contract, big-time contract uh, that allows you to become Bloodbound, but it's a bunch of them. You can become a ad hunter, ad brute, ad... Uh, Bloodbound and uh, a demon and dead eye, so five mm-hmm. hats and uh, yeah, they're they're pretty good. Um, Hunter's fantastic. Hunter is amazing uh, on uh, like a enemy like um, Tide Hunter because he gets his double hit, or if he gets the triple hit, 
uh, he just generates so much fucking mana out of it uh, that he's able to get another fucking stun off, uh, which is right. really fucking cool. Um, or off, you know, some of the like like Chaos Knight as well is really good with it because he hits for a pretty big amount of damage. Yeah, um, I mean, even chucking it on like a um, Snapfire again. Yeah, because every time sh- every three hits for her, she does uh, ultimate, and so. Yep that's gonna <laughs> cause some trouble i can't remember what the cooldown is on it but i think it's pretty low yeah um mine didn't even have a cooldown yeah why yeah. not i don't know I, I she doesn't have a bar right so uh, yeah um yeah like yeah that's that's a good one uh demon might be interesting if you're going full demons i guess um i've never gone full demons neither have i <laughs> Uh, it, it it seems like it seems like it nightmare. It did suck. Yeah. Um, the brute one. I've been playing with brutes quite a bit. Um, they're a really good complement to brawny. Um, I'm I could be convinced if if it was enough to like add an axe into the picture and you get two levels of fucking brute, then yeah, mm. I'd, I'd probably do it. Uh, dead eye probably not. Uh, uh, I guess for the summons at the very least you know chuck it on Terror Blade that'd be pretty good um, and who would be the last uh, what's the last one Bloodbound Bloodbound is fucking terrible it is a sucker's game uh, Bloodbound will not last beyond round fucking 10 any day of the fucking week it is a fast track to a fucking quick 8th place ending uh, I it feels bad that it's still in the game it is so fucking rough they nerfed it too they made it worse they, it used to be 125% I think it's now 125 just a yeah. damage number yeah yeah um is that like was that it I think Bloodbound yeah just plus 125 uh and uh it's to all Bloodbound units but like the yeah, the scaling of that is just fucking terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's, what, four, three or four units that are, like, level one bloodbound, so... Yeah. You're running really low-tier units to try and get that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And you'd have to get, like, a level, like a um, like a Sven or something, and then be like, all right, now I'm going to put him as bloodbound. Yeah. Throw out all my other dudes, and then... Even if you do that, like, Sven is the kind of character where you want him to have something else, like a butterfly or yeah. something that's making... Like, he hits hard, but he hits slow. <laughs> and so if you want him you want him hit hard and uh, quick at the same time, but you can't then chuck a hat on him. Like, you got to try and weigh out those options. So. Yeah. Maybe on a Templar Assassin? Like, someone in the back line already attacked pretty fast that yeah see like this this i guess there's a there is a fucking use case for it i'm sure there is i don't see it and i'd never fucking do it uh the amount of shit you'd have to eat to get to the point where it'd fucking work uh Mm. and the slim chance that it work because you still need to find the fucking hat right like good lord fuck that um but yeah uh yeah there's there's all that i mean so the, yeah the hats they put in like another nine items um which do a variety of different things um which is cool uh, i don't think did they take any items out maybe they took two items out 
Um, I can't find the list here, but I don't know. I feel like that's what they did. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Oh, Aeon Disc and the Healing Ward. Healing yeah, Ward was terrible. The Healing Ward they swapped with the Mango Tree. I saw you picked up Mango Tree. Oh yeah, that's it's, yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting. Because <laughs> anyone can get the fucking mangoes. Because anyone can get the mangoes, team. but. Yeah, but so what I did was I put it in the very back corner and then I had my two mages. Yeah. Um, sorry, my mage and my arc warden sitting right next to it. So the mango oh, tree so- only spits out two um, two cells away. And so it was hitting the uh, keeper of light. Yeah, right. And then the arc warden was also getting um, mangoes. So that's so why I was back. spreading out yeah. <laughs> so far with all these. That makes sense. Holy shit. That's gold. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but the mango tree actually brings up the other thing they added, which they added just before 1.0, like just before they went live with 1.0, which is the the practice arena. You can now like create boards full of whatever the fuck you want to test out concepts um, mm. outside of a live environment. You can like, you can get a three-star axe and see how it goes against a black dragon or some shit um and i think that is a really fucking smart idea it's a really good idea the way the reason i bring it up with the mango trees because we would like we worked out based on the wording that uh anyone could pick up the mangoes but to work out whether or not it like definitely applied all I did was I created uh, a bunch of, like, I fucking made, like, a wall of, like, nine mangoes. Uh, put a um, a three-star Drow Ranger in the center of it, uh, in the corner. And uh, and then I put a bunch of uh, Drow Rangers on the other side. Like, one-star Drow Rangers on the other, other side. And the mango was right at the edge of the fucking hmm. thing. And so the, you know, my drow ranger was taking damage, their drow rangers were taking damage, and all these drow rangers, you know, obviously are buffing each other with their fucking attack speed. So my one's getting fucking hurt and hurt and hurt, but she's getting mangoes thrown at her, and the mangoes are throwing across the fucking other side of the board as well, and they were getting healed by those mangoes as well. And so, yeah, like, you know, it was, you know, it's not an elegant fucking way to test it, but it was good enough, and I confirmed once and for all that, uh, yeah, like, Mangoes could heal either side, which is a pretty big deal. Um, your use mm. of it is pretty good on on Arkwarden. is pretty fucking... Yeah, that's good shit. But, uh, yeah. Otherwise, it seems pretty risky. I think the I think maybe the better way to do it would be so that uh, enemy players can pick up mangoes, but it can't be healed. They don't get healed. They just eliminate the mango. Right, I think that would be a better way. Yeah, because it. it's a hundred hit points, and uh, I can't remember how much mana. Is yeah, fifty mana. Uh, I think so. Be easy if we could fucking see it. Mango. Uh, no, fifty mana. Fifty mana. 100 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's a big deal if people are getting yeah. in your backline. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Um, what else can we talk about? Like gameplay wise, I don't think 
Is there much else they've changed? Um, no, I think for the most part, everything's relatively similar. A lot of like cosmetic changes. So they've got in this uh, like season pass, battle pass sort of system where there's like a hundred items or sorry, hundred uh, tiers you can progress through. So more games you play, more experience you earn. Uh, and as you progress through this tree, you unlock uh, cosmetic stuff. It's all cosmetic, no gameplay stuff. Uh, and uh, so a lot of the boards are customizable now and the characters on the boards and the uh, portraits and things surrounding it, like the uh, cosmetics when you do damage to certain players and the streak system, you can customize all that sort of stuff now. So there's some cool stuff in there. Things like the... Um, the barricades can be customized in the game. So I've got cabbage carts at the moment as opposed to like the wooden um, spiky yep. pikes, I guess. Uh, there are like snowmen that you could replace as like the taunting... Um, taunt dummy. I've got a... Taunting dummies. I've got an NO dummy as my taunt dummy. As, uh, uh, NO buddy as my taunt dummy yeah. at the moment. Target dummy. Right? You can put like props around your board. And so I've got a bunch of tomato enemies just all watching the game um <laughs> you can put trees down they've got musical instruments you can put there so people can play play like uh, try to play songs while they're watching you yep <laughs> but yeah but, that stuff is i mean that's how they're planning on making money off of the game is through cosmetics and being let's able to customize jump your board. ahead to the real shit luke mm. sprays you can spray Sprays on like- people's boards. <laughs> and I'll yep. tell you what, the NO district has the best fucking spray. It's NO going, ha ha, uh, like Nelson. It's called the Nelson effect. Uh, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, it is. It's tilt central. Oh, I, I spray it any time anyone loses to me. And you can tell they're tilting. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfection. It's the best one. I've got another one where he's giving thumbs up and he goes good, but I feel like yep. sarcasm doesn't translate that well as a spray. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, the cool thing is that everybody can do it. Like everybody can watch someone else's board that's yeah. going on at the time, and so you can all interact with the same person's board at the same time, and so people can start spraying on top of each other or clicking these props at the same time. Um, they've moved the hot button to like a statue now that you can place. Yep. Uh, which which took us a little bit of time to find it, but we we got there eventually. Yep. Um, and so you can just yeah that sort of stuff like the interactivity of trolling people, <laughs> it's it's uh, impressive. It is fantastic. It <laughs> it's is next level. The best shit. Uh, although yeah, <laughs> uh, I need to get rid of the hot statue because. Uh, anytime Kleb loses early, and that's a lot for a guy who's got the flawless win in knockout. But anytime Kleb loses early, uh, yeah, he sits there and just fucking spams hot on my board the entire time, and it drives me fucking bananas. Uh, sure, it's not me. I have no way of knowing. Uh, <laughs> and you do get knocked out early as well, so uh, it's, yeah, it's possible. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's some hyper amusing shit they've done a pretty good job with that kind of stuff i just really want i want a loser spray why can't i get a loser spray i want to go full fucking topson with my loser spray you know (laughs) but i can't yeah yeah uh Um, yeah i don't know i don't know if there's much else to talk about i mean 
We've the thing is we've literally spoken about this game since it was a fucking mod. So for the past like fucking I don't know fourteen months or some shit, right? Like we were there on the ground floor with this one, so we've covered it a fair amount already. It's, mm -hmm. it's tricky, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious to see. Um what happens now that the game is out i i did see it get a spike yesterday yeah when it actually launched yeah um but i don't i don't see it going back to what it was when it first launched um cause, i mean it was at a point there where it was like somewhere in the top three or four games playing being played on steam yeah um and so i don't know like I don't really pay much attention to the Battle Royale, sorry, uh, Auto Chess sort of Auto games Battle that are out and yeah. like how they're kind of doing. But um, my opinion is that, like I've watched a bunch of the other ones and I, I think that Underlords is probably the best one that's out there. Um, and the, uh, the sort of player counts has not been very high recently for this game. So I don't know like what, what happens now. In in the games I've been playing, hmm. uh, like a large percentage of the players are on mobile, and I don't think that's reflected in Steam charts. Right. Yeah. I like. I never have problems getting games yeah. at all, no matter what I'm playing. I, I, I play. I play ranked at the moment. I don't know what it's like in. No, it's fine. Lord Lords Aspire. Um, later on but oh, right. yeah. I, I like I jump in I'll play knockout because I like playing knockout it's like a warm up thing and then I'll jump in and I'll play a couple of uh, standard games um, and I've played duos where I've never had any issues and that's like double the amount of plays that are in there yeah uh, so I don't know it's going to be interesting to see where this where this kind of goes but if it's got a huge uh, mobile base then cool yeah um, I'm alright with that yep uh, I just don't know where it goes on PC. I don't think it's going to take off by the looks of it. Uh, like, if anything was going to happen, it was going to be yesterday, and it, it didn't. It jumped up a tiny bit, not a lot. Yeah. Well, they haven't. Um, I mean, fucking hell. For what is largely like a company built around fucking selling shit, they are just awful at fucking marketing. They are mm. fucking woeful at marketing. Like, there was that one cover story in PC Gamer. There were no yeah. other previews, no other interviews. Like, yeah, nothing. Like, nothing. No ads. There's, I think, there's a banner at the top of fucking Steam at the moment. And that's it. Yeah. Like, I mean, and this is something we'll, you and I were talking about before we started recording. Of like, people may not understand because they'll look at the title and be like, "Oh, it's a Dota game." Yeah. And then so they're turned off because they know how complex Dota is. Um, or how complex MOBAs are and so they're like oh well I don't know how that works so I'm not going to play this game but all all the people that we're playing with don't play Dota and they don't like know the mechanics of Dota and they still have a lot of fun with this yeah yeah 100% so I think that's a big sort of stigma they got to try and get through and they've done a bad job of uh, getting press out there or, or even they just don't even try you know, I but the same thing's happening with Half-Life Alex, right? Hmm. I haven't seen any fucking previews for that. Haven't 
heard of any interviews uh, or maybe that one interview at launch or whatever. Like, yeah, they're just terrible at it. And I, I feel really bad for saying this because that is the purview of the fucking click commander himself, Eric Johnson from Valve. He's their marketing director. Or at least he was. I don't know if he still is, but like the, he still is. Yeah. The fucking yeah. pussy fiend himself isn't even fucking doing any marketing. I don't understand. Sort it out, Eric. You're our boy. You know, bad boys for life, man. But sort your fucking shit out. Sell these <laughs> fucking games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, that's Dota Underlords out on Steam now also out on mobile devices if you want to check it out we've got a gap channel people playing all the time so yep. jump on in there um, oh maybe you just quickly mention the uh, the the season pass I, I think it's $5 over here $4.99 um, what is it for you guys $7.50 I think $7.50 yeah uh, I'm more than happy to buy a couple you got of these. $360 <laughs> I, uh, I've got fucking what uh 167 hours they can have a, yeah, they can have 8 bucks for fucking 167 hours of fucking entertainment <laughs> yeah. uh, that seems like a Absolutely. fucking good deal um, yeah 100% hmm. cool um, alright that's it that's the game should we do some news let's do some news you want to run the show here because you put all these down put so them all down. Right, let's start with uh Kojima Productions, Facebook, EA, Sony, everyone's out of fucking GDC. Everyone's pulling out of GDC 2020. Um, and I believe, by extension, PAX East, if they haven't already. People are... We talked about this a bit last week. I just wanted to bring it up again. Uh, this shit's crazy, eh? Like, did we talk about last week? How We, how, we talked about Sony pulling out last week. How coronavirus doesn't seem that dangerous i know we're not supposed to use we're not supposed to use plague ink as a fucking measure of how fucking diseases work i understand Mm. this but in terms of lethality right it it sure seems like coronavirus has low lethality maybe like a high infection rate and a low lethality and unlike in plague ink viruses can't just evolve into suddenly being way more lethal you can't just like press a button as a virus and then suddenly everyone's bleeding out their fucking eyes. Uh, like, yeah, that, that shit's like, yeah, obviously nobody wants the flu. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just, I don't know. There must be something I don't understand about this virus or I guess diseases in general because people are freaking the fuck out about this fucking coronavirus. I just don't understand yeah. it, I guess. I don't know. Oh, it just seems weird. Yeah, um, there, there was a uh, statement from Boston, the mayor of Boston, that sent to, I think, Sony, asking them to reconsider their uh, removal from PAX. Like, right. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Damn. Um, yeah, I... Uh, Cyberpunk's out as well, and PUBG devs have abandoned PAX East as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Yeah, I don't know, man. It just seems weird. I, I guess there Pax- are there are a lot of fucking people from all over the place packed into one small area. It's not like, yeah, it's not like I've never gotten con flu, so I do understand. But like, yeah, I just it's it's just 
makes me wonder what I'm missing. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if you're sick, stay home. Right? Seems easy, right? And so as, yeah. as the picture of health that I am, as the yeah. fucking world's most healthy man... Um, <laughs> Don't come near me. With, ...who may or may not have just gotten his first period, according to the blood tests... Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just need to, don't need to worry about that shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pre- I, I think uh, what's going to be more interesting is coming up to uh, what what's going on with E3 now. Like, yeah. Because that's coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, that's it's the not next that far one. away, right? Like, I mean, four months, you'd hope we'd solved it. Better. Sony's not pulling out E3. They, do, they did that two years ago. They've already um, done that. But, like, <laughs> but like EA is going to be at that event. And uh, yeah. a bunch of these other developers, like, is, you know, is some of those other guys going to pull out? Is, is City Project going to have a presence at E3 to talk about whatever they're working on next? Because, um, you know, they've got that, that multiplayer stuff coming at some stage, you know, it's possible that they pull out whatever they were doing there. I don't know. It's hard to tell at this stage, but yeah, we'll see. Yep. It might affect things. Um, there's been talk about um hardware issues with like the PlayStation now that this is happening as it's well. It's not unreasonable to think about. It's probably something that we've got to start considering whether or not these yeah. consoles actually make release this year if the large large portions of the the parts are manufactured in China. Um that that's going to be a problem because a fuck ton of that country is under lockdown. Um mm. Yeah, that, that is going to start to be a concern. There's no question, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's going to be pretty interesting later on in the year. Worth keeping an eye on. All right. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds will have a free trial on Epic Game Store and PlayStation on the weekend of the 27th to the 29th of March. I just want to point this out because I know it's your favorite game of all time. And you're going to fucking love it. You're amped for it. Um, because of its previous developers. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to point this out. And let you know that you won't have to buy before you try. Uh, I'm fucking in. Oh, this is... Oh, that's just... Okay. It's coming out in April. So uh, it's like a full month before. Yeah. This seems like a stress test for the servers. Um, and bugs, I'm guessing. I'm going to take a stab and say it's going to be on fire. You reckon? Like straight fire? Just judging from the last game they put out where it, that was on fire when they released it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. I'm still in. I'm going to fucking check it out. Oh, I'm going to play it. We're, we're definitely going to play it. <laughs> I'm going to try to play it. Yeah, we'll do our best to play it. <laughs> but I've seen videos of it. It looks terrible. I'm not just, shitting on it just because they've made bad games in the past. Like the videos that they've put up of this game for their marketing material makes it look terrible but at the same time Hmm. I've seen terrible Predator movies as well so which one? you're lying they're all good that last one it was like 60% good and then it went fucking downhill at the end there it was 60% fine and went downhill from there (laughs) You measure like you gotta remember you're measuring it against the fuck. It's you're measuring it against Predator, okay? <laughs> yeah, like f- flawless cinema. Uh, it was fine anyway. 
Uh, buying Cyberpunk on Xbox One uh, will get you the game on Xbox One Series X as well. And this might also apply to other games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty cool. Um, they tweeted about it. You know, you shouldn't have to buy the game a second time, uh, which is pretty fucking sick. Uh, might also be a sneaky indicator that the Xbox One Series X is going to be delayed in its launch. Uh, and they still want people to fucking buy their game. But, um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I mean, the other thing is that this, this is coming out in uh, September. What's the release date for Cyberpunk? Is it August? September? September. Yeah. And we're expecting and November we that... for... Yeah, we know that that uh, that other games, uh, that other consoles or consoles are coming out maybe October-ish, November. Yeah, if we're judging by previous years. Um, so yeah, asking people to pay twice for that would be a bit annoying. But mm. at the same time, Xbox put out a statement uh, over the weekend where they released a bunch of information about the new console, saying that. Uh, first party games will include this um, so yeah. if you buy it you play it anyway yeah um, it's pretty sick it's something they've talked about in the past but this is more like an official marketing thing so, so I'll be able to play it seems- Ori in the Will of the Wisps or in the in 8k in 8k finally yeah that's the dream 140 frames um, so yeah that that's good it just means that we've got to sit back and see if uh, third party developers jump on board with it and decide to do something similar yeah because it means that you know we can play games like um you know rockstar can't do their red dead redemption 2 sort of thing where they sell it and then a year later they bring it out Um, true because technically you'd be able to play it on like if i bought the game on xbox one x can i also play it on pc like did they talk about that or i don't think so on the play anywhere stuff no I I I i don't know anyway Cool. Still, still cool. Yep. And EA bans Kurt 0411 from all of their games and services. I don't know if you saw this, Luke. Yes, I did. So the FIFA guy. The FIFA guy. Uh, Kurt 0411. Kurt Fennick, who was a... I suppose was a FIFA pro uh, and YouTuber. FIFA YouTuber has been banned from every EA game and online service uh, as a result of alleged hmm. alleged threats to uh, EA employees from the uh, streamer. And they released this announcement in a tweet, which uh, is also something I've never seen before. Uh, it's... This is weird, eh? This is fucking super weird, in my opinion. Uh, because, mm-hmm. first of all, like my initial reaction, and I'm reading the article in Kotaku, uh, my gut reaction was, like, fucking fuck that piece of shit. But, I don't know, man. I've been looking into this, and something seems a bit fucking off here. There is absolutely no question that this dude is a world-class piece of shit, right? Like, he is just a fucking ultra tier one dickwad. But I... 
I, for the life of me, cannot find any evidence of him uh, threatening threatening employees. EA yeah. employees. There is a there is a video of him, like like just fucking unhinged ranting uh, about the like FIFA and then uh, spitting on an EA Sports scarf. Mm-hmm. But that's not a threat to anyone. It's weird and definitely off. But it's it's not a threat. It's not harassment. Uh, since that time, Curtis. This is from their. This is from their tweet. The what they. The reason they said for banning him. Since that time, Curtis continued to post abusive and threatening messages and videos about EA employees and competitive players on social media, and he has encouraged others to do the same. His messages have crossed the line of decency into very personal attacks and breach our terms of service. We will not tolerate threatening behavior. As a result, today, Kurt 0411's EA account will be banned from playing our games and accessing our services due to these serious and repeated violations. We will not... To- like, that's the sticking point. We will not tolerate threatening behavior. Right? That he's posting abusive messages and videos or whatever. Um, like, unhinged, crazy person rants are absolutely abusive abusive messages. Uh, and he, he does lash out at certain like EA employees by name, which is definitely a shitty fucking thing to do. Uh, does it go far enough to warrant being like having your entire account banned? Like based on what we know about fucking FIFA ultimate team and knowing that, you know, as a pro for the last couple of years, he must've poured a couple of thousand dollars at least into this fucking game Hmm. just to have it taken away. That seems pretty fucking weird. And yeah, I don't know. It seems like FIFA is in a lot of trouble at the moment, right? Like it's having a fucking bad time right now. Uh, the last thing in the, uh, in the Kotaku post story about this, mm-hmm. uh, was like one of the world's best players text, like straight up talking about how nobody has a good time playing FIFA anymore. And, like, you dig into a bit further and there's, like, absolutely catch-up mechanics built into the game. Uh, Like, your players will just play like shit once you're out to a lead. Uh, Like, there's all kinds of stuff going wrong in this game at the moment. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't buy into the conspiracy theory that they did this to, like, silence him about FIFA. Mm. I think the more plausible thing is they did it to distract from uh like the pros being upset with it like they most of you know i think the gut reaction from a lot of people has been that dude's a fucking lunatic fuck that guy of course he should be banned <sighs> i'm stuck man i think i think it's tricky right you what are you supposed to do, right? Like, it brings up a really fucking big fucking question about what the fuck companies are supposed to do if they're attempting to curb, like, 
dog shit behavior. It's not like the, this is the first time there was that dude, the League of Legends player, who was always kind of a cunt for a lot of a lot of his career. Was it Tyler One? Is that yeah that, that guy right? And they banned him for a while, and he just kept playing and came back eventually. And uh, but his his behavior has changed, right? Like he's still kind of a nutcase, but like his behavior behavior changed, right? Like it seems like there is precedent for it to work to hmm. some extent and at the same time this seems like it's a direct attack on this one dude who's I don't know maybe I just feel fucking rough about it because I swear so much right I'm like oh wait they're banning they're banning motherfuckers for swearing now oh, oh, oh uh, Joey better Get on the fucking defense force out of here because uh, it's, uh, you know, first they came for the unhinged lunatics and I, I said nothing. And then they came for the, um, the fuckheads and still I said nothing. And then they came for me and there's no one left to speak out, right? Like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. Maybe I'm already, like, maybe I'm one of the fuckheads. It's possible. Uh, but no, genuinely, as someone who, uh, has controversial opinions and uh, hmm. voices them in an unorthodox manner. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe this does hit a bit close to home for me. There's like I gotta say again. There's no fucking question. This dude is a fuckwit. But uh, I just don't know if his entire fucking account and access to EA games forever should have been yeeted over this. It's, it yeah. seems drastic. Especially when they're saying that he's doing all these things and then from what I read up, at least none of the articles could reference any of this stuff. That's it, right? Yeah. Uh, Unless he's deleted it or something, but EA's never said these are the things he said, just that he was threatening employees. Right? Like, it seemed like... On social media. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I don't know, maybe like a, a, a year ban or something would make more sense, but for them to go, yeah, this harsh is... It's also, crazy. what's to stop him from just buying another account? Well, or 100%. buying another game. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Well, no, that's the other thing. They've been DMCAing his videos as well, which I believe is right. illegal. Like, we basically talked, spoke about this, like, with the fucking Call of Duty thing. Right, like yeah. it's a fucking direct abuse of the system. Hmm. Uh, so that's also kind of shitty. There's there's a lot that's shitty about this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway. I did I did see some of his videos, and he just looks like an immature dickhead. So oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, there's no question, right? Like, yeah, he's a dick dickwad. Like, yeah. But I just I think that went too far. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That's the news of the week. That's um, the news. All right. Yep. Still no Call of Duty. Anyway, we got any questions? We got questions. Let's do the questions. I'm so Quite hungry. Right. It's it's so far past my lunchtime. It's crazy. Is it? Um. Yeah. It's two o'clock, man. No, it's twenty to two. Anyway, look, I eat lunch at twelve o'clock on the dot every day, and it's driving me fucking bananas today. Uh, Dang is right. Hi, Luke and Joseph. Have either of you started production on Jack and Daxter remakes in Dreams? I've been hoping for some since childhood. Also, I can't believe on the latest potty 
when discussing turning the show into a dreams podcast nobody mentioned <laughs> the dreamcast is a cheeky name i am so fucking upset <laughs> with love dang oh my god i cannot believe we didn't uh uh have you started your jack and daxter remake luke not yet is it just a, it's it's getting close you should get one of the sonic remakes and just swap in change the change character yeah easy easy clap um make him brown or red yeah yeah easy like you yeah like don't even fucking change the model just recolor him uh and have a but wouldn't a, that be knuckles <laughs> so a, people attach, like it's knuckles attach a nameplate to him it says <laughs> with an arrow jack <laughs> jack or daxter i'm not sure which one <laughs> <laughs> one of these two one, one of those guys um and the dreamcast i cannot believe we didn't go for that's that's a good name especially because the dreamcast like the gap started its life exclusive to telstra broadband internet and like the gap the dreamcast lived for about 10 years longer than it should have um so it's a really good one i'm gutted i'm gutted we can get there uh good question dang uh clebo writes how do you say his name is it clebo made clebo marty Clebom A. I think it's Clebo. Is it like, is it supposed to be a lemonade pun? I don't fucking understand. It's weird. Anyway, do you think it's possible for a Battle Royale game to survive with multiple maps available at the same time? No introduction. Just straight into the question. All right. It's fine. Uh, PUBG has shown us. a very rude question. so rude. Like, unbelievable. (laughs) And we, like, went real deep into his name and everything. Anyway. PUBG has shown us how not to do it by splitting the player base a thousand times with various maps and modes. On the other end of the spectrum, Apex and Fortnite are only running one map at a time with LTMs here and there to keep things fresh. Is there a sweet spot somewhere in the middle or are BRs better off focusing solely on the one core experience map mode? Uh, Yeah, that's a pretty good question. I personally think... They would like the Fortnite. The Fortnite strategy is probably the best. Um, I think the massive, you know, game-changing alterations can upset the player base a little bit. But like in the example of Apex, uh, the ch- all the changes I loved all the changes they made to the fucking uh, World's Edge map. I did not like World's Edge as it was before. Uh, and I, I'm a big fan of it now. Uh, I think that's uh, significantly improved. Um, so yeah, like if it's done correctly, if it's done well, uh, I think it can really revamp people's interest in a map that they already vaguely know. Uh, hmm. And I think yeah, the reason PUBG did it the way they did is because they desperately want to not be a battle royale, big scale battle royale game anymore. They just want to be a tiny scale overall game because the 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 game is garbage and they have no idea what they're doing in my opinion um i don't think there is a sweet spot in the middle i guess is my answer i think they should like focus on the the one map in general um and just change it up yeah i like the story based or the environmental storytelling stuff that they can do we've seen fortnite really nail it 
um and then apex has done some interesting stuff as well i mean they they had that the world's um sorry king's canyon map they changed it made it look different made it feel different and then completely got rid of it brought in world's edge changed that map again and they're bringing back king's canyon at some stage yeah uh, but we don't know how that's going to sort of play out um yeah it sounds like they might be switching like halfway through the season back to the other map like to be honest i wouldn't even need them to change the map all that often like i would happily play erin ghoul and just see them improve it yeah like 100 percent. yeah like a giant volcano was now in the middle just like comes Huge, up and massive it's... improvement like and there's like always there's lava constantly like remember when we were playing sea of yeah. thieves and we just went through the lava section where it was just fucking eruptions all day yeah just do that and it, they could be like zones like you'd have to give them a color like red i guess red zones and anywhere in the red zone explodes and if you caught if you explode in the red zone you're just a bad player and like yeah that'd be a good idea good stuff good idea Luke. yeah hmm. anyway um it just feels like they oh we're shooting on PUBG again but they they don't they haven't got a grasp of the the games as a service content mm. uh, like how to do that the the way they're going about it is not really changing the game up all that too much they're just introducing more maps as as opposed to what Fortnite has done is they they're adding in changes to the map but adding in new items and weapons and the way things feel um, you know, respawn stations are in there now. Apex has done a very similar thing. Yeah. Whereas over here, we've got, oh, the what was the last big change that they did in PUBG? Was it introducing, like, vaulting or something like that? Um, yeah, I guess. Fundamentally, like, for the most part, it's played pretty similarly. Like, every once in a while, they're like, here's a new item, like yeah. uh, spike strips, um, or the way that, like, grenades work. But, f- like, not massive huge changes where back in the day before the game maybe had just hit 1.0 but every time you read a patch note you're like whoa that's a huge change they've got fog in there now yeah. and fog's like coming in and rolling through like all this dynamic weather um and i just don't get that sense anymore when i read it i'm like oh okay they put a new map in and there's destructible environments that sounds like it's a bit shit yeah <laughs> and then you play and you're like yeah, it's a bit shit <laughs> Like it's a half ass thing. Yeah. Um so yep. just the incorporation of, of changing up some of this stuff hasn't felt well. Like I've seen pro players talking about like changing up the meta. Like it's very hard to change up the meta because they're not tweaking guns all that sort of stuff. And so Yeah. It's just weird for them. It's become very stale. Yeah. Are you seen uh is it Chaco that's uh that's like stepped away from PUBG at this point said he's, um, he's like, when Modern Warfare's Warzone releases so he's gonna step away from PUBG uh, yeah. so I don't know August September he's gonna have to bail on PUBG nuts. I guess yeah um, no uh, yeah no that's huge right like that dude is literally the champion of PUBG that dude oh Wacky Jackie I think is probably he's more in love with it but but like, the other, you know, Wacky Chaco Jackie is... yeah, at least has like I've seen critical videos of his like hmm. not like you know it's still couched in a adoration 
for a game that doesn't hasn't earned it. But like, uh, it's still he will criticize. It. I've never seen uh, Choco Taco ever say anything. He's always like, he's very positive and very yeah, nice. he's, he's a really positive <laughs> dude. Like he's just a good dude. He gets stream snipe and he's usually okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> he's very chill. <laughs> he's very chill. He's, yeah, I don't understand how people live like that. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think that's a huge deal. Anyway, let's not dwell on PUBG. Um, that's it. That's the questions. Good question, Cleb. 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 Yep. Cleb of a maid. Lemonade. We know, know what we need, like, phonetics when people submit their questions. Like, how did you pronounce your name? Like, spell it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Dan Dang's name Dan Gaz? I never even thought about it before. Fuck. Anyway. Um... Cool. That's it. That's the podcast. I want to That's eat my it. lunch. That's the podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, everywhere that you can grab a, a podcast. We'll probably be on there. You can find us under the Gap, the GA podcast, the Gap podcast as well. Because someone asked me the other day, where's your podcast? And I went and looked for it. I couldn't find it. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck it is. Like, it's one of those things. It was under the Gap podcast. So Sweet. That's that's, that's where I'm glad I've known this yep. 500 episodes in. That's good um, to know. Otherwise, you can find us on the uh, social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast. You can email us, the gapodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, which is uh, Um and find all the links to things we talked about. You can also go to our Discord page, if you want to, thejpodcast.com slash Discord, thejpodcast.com slash YouTube. If you want to watch this, maybe I'll put some uh, um, Ori, Ori yeah. clips up tonight cool. um, as well. And I think if you, that's it. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you to everyone that helps uh, put on this show every month. We You're the best. That. We do. You can also find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. L A W R I E and Job is uh Joby Jojo. I just did a fart. Sorry, I was like trying to look at the fucking look at audacity to see if it spiked. <laughs> right. I don't know. I Did don't it? know. I, I listeners like to tell I, us. I'm gonna bump it up. I'm yeah, nice. Press the land of that. Um. All right, that is it. Uh, you can uh, stay tuned till next week where we talk about how much we hate PUBG. No, about uh, not <laughs> not playing Call of Duty yet. Yeah, we're this still not playing Warzone. Um, Actually, no, we might be by that stage. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Probably not. Maybe uh, this is the podcast now. We just speculate when the game is going to come out. Uh, we'll call it the Dreamcast. Um, I, I'll have played a bunch of games. It. I'll have played so many fucking games next week. Oh my god. We thought this one was long. It's going to be stupid next week. Yeah. Yep. All right. Good stuff. All right. Catch you all then. Bye. Bye.